This episode of the Driving Well Awesome podcast is brought to you by Stripe Design. So Stripe Design, they make these awesome socks. They're performance motoring accessories inspired by the art, heritage, and culture of motorsports. Uh, not only are they that, they're just awesome socks and they're high performance socks. Um, Eric, who is the head of Stripe Design, has been in the, uh, I guess you call it active lifestyle uh, segment for years. And he ventured off and and uh, combined that with his true passion, which is cool old vintage race cars and just cool car stuff, and made these awesome socks. I'm wearing a, a pair right now, inspired by the Recaro seat inserts. Uh, you've probably seen these on a lot of uh, Lee Keen's Safari projects. And then he makes some really cool, like, Pasha socks and... Uh, houndstooth and all kinds of cool stuff i encourage you guys to check it out at stripedesign.com and uh purchase a pair or two or three or four or as many as you can get your hands on uh it's definitely one of those like low-key low kind of cool geeky things that you could wear at all times wear them at the office they're nice and thin um, really high quality socks made in the usa and like I said, I'm wearing mine right now, and they're perfect fit. Um, they actually stay up on your leg and everything, too. They don't bunch up or anything. Really just really nice socks and really cool designs. Check them out at stripedesign.com. That's stripe with two eyes. So remember that, S-T-R-I-I-P-E design.com and get 20% off your next order using the promo code DWA20. Thanks. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God, yo! Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, the smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, Yolo! You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, Hi. beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I screwed up. <laughs> I also love that Lane was reprimanding me for talking into the mic like this last time, and yeah. it sounded exactly the same when we rotated it over. Oh, stop with that, dude. <laughs> I can hear it all, dude. That's because I fucking... Have, oh, you bumped the levels? I bump because everything self-adjusts in the bump setting in I have. A bump. But Bumps in a hump. You can't say that it's as good talking into it like that. You're a weirdo. Oh, come on, People bro. don't care. Stop it. Come Lane. on, bro. Stop it, Lane. All right, so... Every week now, we're doing this thing where we um, we all answer questions independently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this question comes in, we pick it as a good question, and then we all record ourselves answering it yeah. independently with no feedback, no, no yeah. heckling, no discussion yeah. until later. E no. I experts in a O <laughs> E I A O. Yeah. Experts so we don't order. have it. Sounds like a kid's book. So yeah, we, there's no heckler. So there's no influence until, from others or anything. Until right now. Until right now. So we released the, the latest one today on YouTube. Um, and each, each one of us answered the same question. And that question was essentially what car do you, what, you what is it, it off? Yeah, go for it. You read it. I've got it. Girlfriend. I've got it saved here. Stand by. This is a little... Stand by, please. Stand by. I thought it was sooner. Here, Here we go. Here we go. The Gordon Dumas. 
what's your favorite bad car? Like something you should hate because of ugliness, unreliability, or bad driving dynamics, but you still low-key want one. I like that question. Yeah, that, that I thought it was a really hard question. Did it's you guys watch one. the videos? Uh, I didn't watch it, yeah. did you? Lane, yeah, I actually haven't seen it yet. I just saw like the beginning, and I saw that Lane was the first guy to talk, and there was yeah. some interesting shit on the screen, and that's all I saw. <laughs> uh, so what what'd you say, Lane? What were your picks? So I, had, I just had one. I was sitting, you know, sitting like on my couch just thinking about it. I'm like, what is this? I don't, you know. I don't I don't think I'm one I'm not really a glutton for punishment like someone else we know. Uh Brian McQueen. Oh. Um but <laughs> that uh, was a mystery until the end. Yeah, I had no idea well, who you're talking about. Uh Art referenced that in the video, that's why I said it. Oh, I gotta watch these. Yeah. I used the different word <laughs> for like talk. yeah. shit talking me. I was yeah. adding no shit talking so, to me. Um, yeah. Uh but I then it came to me and my choice <laughs> just, was you're just sitting there for hours. My and choice it just came. was is very clear. Yeah. It's the um Subaru Baja. Hmm. Dude, that's perfect. Yeah, that is an ugly ass so, car. Baja like it. turbo, five speed manual. I do like it. I've talked about it before in the yeah, past. That's perfect. And that's one of those cars I, I like I kinda low key want. And then during me saying that, I realized that I kinda that's want terrible. one and I should sell the G, the GTI and just get one of those. Hell yeah. It'll fit yeah. for it'll fit my kids. Yeah. It it's actually pretty fun, that turbo. It's the same uh, motors as WRX. Yeah, dude. And all the freaking nine forty four fenders that you're gonna keep going exactly, through and bumpers dude. and all that in the you back. Throw them in the back. Yeah, it yeah. has a little bed in the back. Pretty you could solid. let Brad borrow it when he goes to get parts for you. And <laughs> That'd be an awesome the car. I'm a big fan of this. I, I don't like it. Runs. I think it's terrible, dude. This is a perfect answer because it's a terrible car. <laughs> They're so that fun. That you kind of low-key want. Yeah. yeah. Why is it terrible? It's just ugly. And what, what are you really going to use that pickup bed for? I just told you I'll go on a dump run or something. <laughs> a for, dump run. I'll put some. What do you do for dump runs I'll put now? Some Porsche fenders. I have to call my uh, father-in-law to come pick stuff up. And Lane's been looking at new wheels, you know, maybe for the 944. Yeah, Where's he? I think those? it's a perfect answer because it's a terrible car. <laughs> Can we go into details on the terrible? Side well, of it's it's just kind of ugly and weird. Yeah. Weird. It is weird, but it's funny because you love a Subaru Brat. I do. I wish it was. I wonder if twenty years from now you'll be thinking about this Baja a little differently. Yeah. Can you sit in the back? No, you cannot. But I will okay. make that work for you. <laughs> That would change my opinion a little bit, but I think I'd rather just have a truck. But you got to have the grips too, right? With oh, absolutely. Bars. How's no, it gonna hold on, thing, man? It's a, it does drive. It's a legacy station wagon, you know, essentially. So it drives like a car. It, it they drive pretty it well. It could just be, and you know, this is something that on paper I should like a lot. Right? Yeah, dude. You, this it's is like, like a rally a car, car pickup. For Brian, yeah, four door. It's a flexible, a little bit lifted. Yeah, right. And it has the fender flares factory pretty damn cool it's pretty dope dude. i don't know if you could say pretty damn cool though. i think, I think cool. it's super cool <laughs> i <laughs> okay, so really then, want one now. you should get one dude I <laughs> so think now, it's, do... now it's not a good answer because now you flipped over you're not thinking it's a bad car at all so well, now no because you still have to pick a new answer they're still ugly okay and weird. yeah it makes enough, sense, right? still ugly. And, and lane is renowned for hating shitty interiors yeah that is and that's basic, an awful interior it's as basic as it gets it's, they're pretty bad it's like almost one rubber made molding so it's it's better now looking at the car but when they were new they were a generation old. Mm, yeah. So it was like such a car that made, z not only did it have this, like it, it was a weird design, everything, but they were selling that as a like new car in like 06, 07, or maybe 06 was last year. I forget, but 
they were selling it as a brand new car and the new the new legacies were out and the new legacy turbo had like 250 horse and a six-speed manual these had the old body style with the 220 horse and the five-speed and they held old interior it was totally different cars just like an old design yeah like immediately outdated yeah yeah dude that is a good choice yeah all right so what was yours art uh so i chose the series three lotus esprit I was gonna say Lotus. Oh, S3. nice one. Uh, nice. Yeah, dude, the series, turbo, it's just right? Turbo. So that's a, I mean, just it's pretty terrible in every way, really, outside of the design. Right? I mean, it's just a, it's a really cool awesome car to looking. look at. Yeah. Um, you know the sick wheels. It's got the really '80s body kit. You could do some really cool shit with graphics. So do you like it with the mat, the BBSs or the other wheels? I really like it with the BBSs. Yeah. yeah so uh, and you can do yeah, some and really another cool car that ship. everybody would tell you not to get. Yeah, yep. dude. I mean, talk about early turbo technology. Like it's British. So, like the electro- electrics are terrible. The interiors are so shitty. Like oh, I mean, they're so bad. They're just it, like flat pieces of cardboard with leather on them. Totally, exactly. It's it's really it's really like bad. Early Lamborghini. Yeah, but I mean, just look at it though, right? And like I I, I always look for them. I mean, I'm constant. It's like a constant BRZO searcher for me. And I like the early ones too, the Series Two cars. But those are fucking dogs. They have like a really gutless little four cylinder. Mm. But they they're cleaner though. They're also cool in a different way. Right, because yeah, totally. they don't have the body kit. That's um, like the one that that guy Paul brought on our rally, right? No, no he got he had a, the turbo, so he, it was an early uh, turbo a series car. three. Yeah, no, oh. no, no, it's, it's not three. It's a four. One. It's a series yeah. four. His, his is, is way four. later. This is like like even wedgier and like mm. square. This is the car that was at the first Radwood on the lawn. This yeah, was the Radwood black one with car. the red. Uh, the red writing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is, yeah, his is a, like an 86 or something. So I was talking about pre-85. So pre-85, because oh. the later ones have the A86 taillights. They literally have the A86 taillights in the back. But these are just way more 80s, more true to the original design, right? Paul's like, was like a later one even. His like 87 like or, or 88. Oh, even that late? Yeah. Uh, no, because I thought, wait, is it the same as the one that... Yeah, uh, same as um, da- uh, James, sorry, James brought, right? I believe it's oh, like yeah, the same. same. Yeah. yeah, so that's definitely a 90. Uh, but yeah, that's like a perfect example of a car that is known to be super unreliable that doesn't yeah. really handle that great Great answer <laughs> but yeah, just really poorly well, put together i thought together. they did handle well that was the whole thing did they i, th- I think so. i mean yeah handling I by lotus one, <laughs> handling by lotus yeah the door handles not... were at least designed by lotus i remember they were like pretty quick and the they're definitely fast stuff. like yeah the, the even in the 80s turbos were pretty fast yeah. even in the 80s so i remember we were looking at there's a really cool one so before they actually started making the turbocharged cars uh it was technically a series two um turbo which they didn't make officially uh, except for this one it was like the essex edition remember the essex uh-huh. turbo it's yeah. a super rare like limited edition car um and it's it's like a navy Wait, blue, that metallic, the blue ones blue yeah, navy yeah. blue metallic with like gradiated red and orange graphics on the side and a mirrored like vinyl stripe or something along the side Ew. like super ridiculous Dude, so good very cool and that that's cool. what ended up like basically they took that body style like that body kit and the turbo and like that whole idea and made the series three uh but those are super cool cars and but the reason i brought it up is that this is in 1980 and it was doing like zero to 60 and like five and change and like you know pretty high top speed and i mean they're just slippery little cars in terms of the shape right so very good performance for uh something that early on um I mean, or especially like in 1980 when we were super choked up over here, you know, with like smog shit and like cars. Yeah, dude, so they were like 930 performance, you know, like same kind of yeah. same for Sam. Uh, this is. Oh, yeah, that's so rad. See, that's the, yeah. that's Lane's the showing me the one with the mirrored finish and it's really cool. They only made them in 80. Yeah, and they super so that's, limited. That's production. the one that Garner drove in w- 007, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
or right. whatever the guy's name was. Was it Garner? No, oh, it's not Garner. But, but I just, yeah, I know you were talking about guy. 007, yeah. yeah. Is it Roger Moore? Yes. Yeah. What, what you got? Well, no, tell me about the part where you were uh, talking smack. Oh, talking smack. <laughs> there was hardly any smack talking. It was but one line. It was we'll, we'll line leave it. We'll used. leave it for the listeners to go check out, actually. Oh, good idea. It's, it's interesting because yeah. I Me used included. some... I, I basically said what Lane said, but with some different wordage. So, okay. Uh, wordage. Wordage. Yeah. Uh, so, dude, this is, a, this is why we podcast as a group because now you've given me even better ideas. So, I'm going to tell you what I did pick. A uh, Mercedes Sprinter van. Okay. I was having a hard time with this one. By so, the way, long tail here went through like ten cars before you got I, to I, that. I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm definitely not that. I'm not. I'm no long tail. Another reason to tune in, dude. All those, all those uh, nine more cars. Dude. Oh, you're yeah. saying not just now. He went even. Oh yeah. Further. Oh, I didn't even the, mention any car. Right now, we stayed on Lotus Esprit. Oh, yeah, okay, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't venture off I into other marks a little bit. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, like, I don't know what you mentioned. Sent yeah. a couple emails. So yeah, Mercedes. Well, I guess first off, I. I was having trouble with it. I mentioned this in my recording. I mean, like hating a car, like I, I just don't feel that strongly. Typically, well, you don't have to hate it. That's the thing. It just has to be, uh, ugly. you know. Like I picked a car that was just like a little was super weird and kind of ugly. Yeah, but you I, was also... having, I was having a hard time with it. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, so picking like more like the unreliable stuff is a little easier. And so yeah. I had a few there. One that I failed to mention was a nine nine six, which I def more than low key want, but it just does not feel like yeah, the right the thing to do. Thing, yeah, yeah, it's like there's so many issues with yeah. that. Expensive ass motor. Totally. By the so way, anyway, can we that's mention one. that real quick about yeah, that? Because like, sure. I think it's it's important to reference this. So a couple episodes ago, uh, you mentioned uh, like, what is it? The intermix issue, right? Yes. And I think Warren was confused. He thought it was like a blown head gasket type of problem. But this is actually a problem with the heads that they're finding now. And so heads are actually cracking. Cracking. Now. Yeah. And this is like something that is is, is now becoming a problem, right? Ten, so. Yeah. years after and so warren who you know we kind of lean on he's got a lot of practical experience you know being at a shop on a daily basis seeing a lot of these cars come through he was pretending like it was not a big deal but it's absolutely a big deal it's a full motor teardown almost. it's a catastrophic failure yeah because yeah. I, mean, I think yeah. he was thinking of like the little seal between the radio between the like i guess it's the radiators or the oil cooler maybe there is inter- another one inter- it's like a profile gasket or something i can't remember what they call it but there's another but, one but there's like that's like a more typical kind of thing where you just oh okay now you have to clean it out and replace yeah. the seal where this is like this you got to get two heads or you, you know and, and so that's basically yeah. like you by the time you go to tear down a whole motor and then put on your heads you're like just replacing the full motor no one wants to work on those motors anyways yeah but anyway so So that's one that i failed to mention but yeah so i i picked uh mercedes sprinter van um it's one that warren has said is like kind of like a bad car to work on uh well they break it seems like they're breaking often too they have turbo problems uh the diesel and and uh, every when i look at them on uh brzo uh they're they all reference the transmission like it's either been replaced Mm -hmm. well they they usually mention if they're mentioning it they said that they just replaced it basically which is a bad sign so all the other ones you're just waiting to replace it um so that's not good and just as a car it's terrible it's you know huge Hmm. I mean, it it's good at one thing, which is, you know, carrying people and camping and all We're that transporting. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, as a car, it's not so good. But I think uh, uh, more than that, a uh, freaking Lotus, uh, Lotus Elise is oh, yeah. one that yeah. is notoriously bad. You know, Camisa owns one and he's yeah. like always griping about it. Yeah. You can kind of say it's a bad car. Yeah. Like, like 
at doing car stuff doing car stuff and just like the whole like the, the thing about if you bump into anything it's basically yeah. a salvage that title because you, yeah. you got to replace that whole clamshell and like getting to the whatever he had to replace was like a 14 hour filter job yeah like no, it's filter. something as simple yes. as an air filter yeah. it's a gigantic deal because the but packaging I, is but really but there's tight. some but fun cars like, like yeah. Horton was eric was talking about the other week how magical it was on these like tight when you get to the right smooth, road the right yeah. roads but but, but yeah, it's mid-engine. Everything is all about lightweight, yeah. small, light. You know, it's just like every everything's really direct. Yeah, it sounds no, awesome, a, and I'm like choice. definitely always choice. there. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you have to sacrifice a lot to. Yeah, but you still want that car. Yeah, I still want no it. And it's like a Miata no could do everything that that thing does in the back roads, basically. You know, without ninety percent, without all the headache and without the power, yeah. I mean, you could, but you could supercharge me out, yeah, and yeah. you could like get There's almost swaps. there. There's all sorts of shit. Yeah, yeah but and you know, but of course, your front engine versus mid engine, so yeah, that's yeah, a whole yeah. thing. But there's still something about the Lotus oh, and yeah. that interior, like Spartan for a lot of people. But I freaking love that minimalist stuff and exposed yeah. aluminum. You haven't driven one yet, right? No, I've sat in one, but I've never driven one. Because I wonder, I think you could, you I might actually. I think Brian actually, would love it. That's what I think you might tolerate no, all this Brian, other shit. No, Brian's yeah. a person, I don't think like that stuff would resonate with him. Yeah. It would, a lot of people like, I don't think Brian has that like the care for like, he doesn't really care about that kind of stuff. Like, right. I mean, honest, I mean, I've, I've I proven myself with doesn't. the vet. Like, Especially yeah. that. Like, that's I, like the perfect example. That's yeah. where I'm going to go. Cause it is a harsh suspension. You've already mentioned that. Um, you have no interior basically. I mean, your seats yeah. are falling off and shit. I mean, it's like, that's the big matter. complaint about vets <laughs> and Brian, I was like, the worst of the worst is like <laughs> rattles and stuff like that and you kind of like i tune that stuff out yeah exactly <laughs> i've so, proven my ability so to tune i would that think stuff like uh, the lotus i i mean i really think that you're the per if there is a person that would could kind of look past all that stuff yeah. and not even care about it, it would be you and i think it's it's actually an even better version of that because the lotus is so minimalist that there really isn't anything to squeak or rattle because it doesn't even fucking have like carpet yeah, really it's like it is British, they're so, so basic i mean like it yeah and i'm more like I've, I've driven them and the suspension is so fucking brutal like it's it's not the it's just the whole package right it, the way that the suspension transmits the the every bump and crease in the road through the chassis because the way it's designed like it's just so harsh it's like every single little what do you call those the uh the separate expansion joints like yeah. on the freeway it's just like slam 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 but if you're back here on Dude, highway I nine mean, my commute over 17 yeah. you're not hitting any expansion yeah, that's joints. A good like that too, is yeah. just like a but that yeah, is and it's pretty smooth well paved yeah. Road, now yeah. I'm on Warren's side with this. That would be a dangerous proposition because <laughs> 17 is a fun ass road, but there's a shit ton of CHP on yeah. it at all times. Oh, so and, yeah. and you get in one little fender bender accident. You know, like the more miles you're putting on it with a lot of traffic like that. Yeah. And it's not a very safe car. So you have to but you still want it. it. Yeah, that's the whole thing. So all of these things it. are adding on. Well, I'm yeah. just saying for like commuting yeah. over the hill and stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. you like put you think about your like wife and daughter and stuff and your goldfish you have your goldfish. goldfish yeah well i mean this might actually inspire you to take some kind of funky alternate routes though because you i think you have no, options no i do but yeah. it's like a significant time difference like yeah crazy difference. like i want to sleep hey did you hear horton said it's <laughs> magical so you can do like these magical drives i've at done 6 it before <laughs> when i borrowed your nsx for a week oh cool. i was doing that almost daily nice how, how much of a time difference uh it's like an hour versus a half hour it's an hour and 15 oh, versus an a half more. hour 
So it made a lot more sense when I was commuting to San Mateo. Yeah. Because it's yeah. like, you know, still in the right direction. But this one, it's going all the way back up into the hills. And yeah, around. you're going. This is inside baseball, but. Literally the roundabout way, though. That's the thing. Yeah. So yeah. It, but it's super fun. Like, if, yeah. if I could kick off work an hour early and still be at home in a reasonable time, like, then it lines up. Yeah, and, the way know, home. I made the sacrifice. It, the way home, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. More. More yeah. so. Or, oh, or, but yeah, if I have an early meeting, like, no way. I would yeah. never be able to do that. Or it's a ZR non replacement, and then you have that Fiesta ST as your daily, right? And then you can do that the once The hard in a while. part is that they're always, like, 25 to 30 grand. Yeah. They are kind of expensive. You yeah. Know? So it's an expensive toy. Yeah. Like, I could get a uh, 997. Yeah. Yeah. Point two, though, you want. <laughs> you get, well, although there's, yeah. Yeah. There are options in 9.1, but. Anyway, so what do you guys think about my Sprinter? Hmm. I mean, it I is, think the Lotus is a better answer. I think for Lotus this. is. So I'm, yeah, I'm glad answer, we got there. Yeah. But... Lotus is, I think, in hitting yeah. the nail on the head with All this right. one. Well, that's yeah. my answer then. What yeah, did uh, Warren say? Did we? Uh, we'll, we'll have to listen to the video. You guys right. listen. Right? I have no idea what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? Oh, you yeah, didn't get he, that far. I think he chose like a Delahaye or a Talbot Lago or something. Sounds yeah, like, sounds, sounds right. Sounds very Warren ass. Dude, that was kind of a big intro. We didn't even say hello to the listeners. Did we do that in the last? one we didn't welcome to driving while awesome my name is lane oh shit now they're not even gonna know what's going on the last one we just lost 90 percent of our I listeners know, on the thursday edition who are you this is what happens in warren my name is brian uh, i think my name is art i'm not sure okay. right now yeah. yeah so we're here it's a what Sunday. about this guy who are you i just introduced myself i are said my sure? name is lane oh. by the we're way, only 18 minutes in by the way that danny george is amped right now because i was a fir- like he's like dude finally they skipped the fucking oh, introduction know, bullshit because he hates it when we say our names did you guys hear i mean it's a pretty sad thing to bring up but um so steve anderson the illustrator oh yeah passed he passed away, away huh? which is really kind of sad i don't know you know i know any details and stuff but super kind of sad news i didn't I, seem like an old guy or he was like pretty that. young um i had never met the guy i had never met steve but he had reached out to us a bunch of times about camp because he camps at the spot that we have but he camps there during the the reunion races so uh and he always he would always hit us up about meeting up um during car week so yeah. for the last like two or three years he, yeah. he would always dm us and stuff so he was uh, he was big on like the uh the posters with all the different models so he's right the like, por- he's big porsche and ferrari illustrator so he's the guy that illustrates all the like for forza magazine and excellence magazine all the market update pictures mm. and he does those like the the pictures like the side profile shots of all the porsches that's ever what made, i remember, the big yeah. posters yeah. and he'll do ferraris and then he do, does a lot of commissioned work and stuff he's like really talented guy and i think he works he works for audi right now um mm. and uh yeah he was a car designer and so you know we went to so bummer how'd you find yeah, out on instagram, instagram i mean it's all over the gram uh, but yeah so super super cool way to start that off um r.i.p man yeah shout out shout out to steve anderson did you guys uh do any work on your vehicles this last week i can't say i have no i've not been doing anything actually how's the corvette ryan um it's all right is it running just yeah yeah are you gonna drive it i drove it to the podcast the other day but oh um you're not taking top off and everything coffee uh i haven't made plans yet if i'm bringing the fam no of course but maybe i'll bring it 
Yeah. You know what I'll... you can do is like you can you could remove the rear hatch glass and then put like a Subaru Baja or Brat style uh, jump seat in the back with the handles and that put, would be a um, scary Put ride. the little one back there, dude. Oh yeah, yeah. just basically awesome. buck, like you can snap in like her seat in it. Yeah, I wonder um, if you could fabricate that. Yeah. Just we're good. Uh, oh, we'll just give them an hour and a beer. Air. Give me a couple of mm-hmm. aluminum pieces and yeah. uh, some screws, and I'll get it done. And then, are um, you didn't do anything? Well, wait. Uh, I'm not done yet, Lane. Oh, I thought oh, you said yeah. you didn't do anything. Well, I'm getting around to that, but I'm I'm <laughs> switching my project car updates. So, because uh, I'm going on this Europe trip uh, in just a few weeks now. Uh huh. Um, and so I have been uh, practicing the Nurburgring on the iRacing. Oh, sweet, yes. dude. It's it's pretty fun. Uh, so, it's fucking there is I mean obviously there's so much to learn right so you, you I know you're doing the eye racing thing right yeah are you racing or are you just doing no like laps? I'm just doing testing oh, okay so you're not racing with Derek uh, Yarborough no I he's I've got details on some of the races they do but it's like I, I, I barely get any time on it at all and I just feel like the reason the whole reason I have it is just to learn the ring and so uh, you know so I, I wouldn't want to you, you spend like three hours or something when you're doing testing and qualifying and racing and everything and I would love to spend that just on the ring yeah makes sense um but yeah it's and I even got so nerdy I, I ordered a uh like a whiteboard is what it was advertised as with the with the track so you can like mark it up and everything oh cool nice. <laughs> yeah and really it's just a laminated uh track map that's for hanging on the wall mm. but i have that there and um my buddy matt was helping me the other day this is actually a couple weeks ago but um uh it dude it it's it's really fun to just mess with it and like have someone helping you too. And like, I would be at different parts on the track and you're like looking for the wait, what is he helping you do? So basically it's like my approach is, and you know, it would just take a lot of time to do this, but, um, basically priority one is to not crash. And then priority two is to, uh, not blow it on the turns where I'm supposed to keep the foot down. And okay. so the big thing here, uh, or there's a couple of big things, but one is there's a, uh, you know, like regular driving. It's basically like a big back road here. Um, a lot of it, you just drive by sight. The critical areas, uh, are the ones where it's blind crests or turns and you don't know what's on the other side. So my thought is, uh, go around the whole track label those ones that are blind which it's hard to see from looking at a track map you know like you have to look at it from the car seat perspective so label all the ones that are blind and then for each one of those you say foot down or break 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 basically and then so first try to learn the ones where uh you're gonna crash if you don't break you know like burn those into memory uh and then learn the ones where if you keep your foot into it it you can make a big difference keeping speed Mm. um and so i'll be you know i'm driving and i've tried to like kind of like learn this on my own a little bit uh but what helps when matt's there is uh like i'm driving and i'm like okay blind turn i don't know what to do like mark this one and then after i go through uh he marks it at whatever like slow down or keep your speed um, and so, you know, just by the nature of the, the this game, like if you wreck, then you got to start back over. And so you end up doing the f- front portion of the track way more than the tail portion. Gotcha. Um, and so I've got some of the front turns listed out and everything. And we got to the detail of like plus plus for really try to keep into it. Like if you're, you know, going onto one of the big straights, like around Bergwerk is like a long uphill climb. And if you can take that well, it makes a huge difference time wise. Um, 
and then uh you know doing the minus minus and you got to like know uh you got to you know like he was even like helping me as like our rally co-driver where he would announce it a little ahead of time that's what it sounds like, like you almost want to like bring him out with you <laughs> dude i do if he would come with me i'd be stoked because right now it's an empty seat i just yeah, I, I, yeah it's and so you said are you doing a tdi like why don't you so, do not have a swift in there yeah they don't have a swift so it's actually kind of limited options and maybe i'm missing something but i can clearly see where you go to purchase cars yeah. and uh you know you have a collection of cars already and then you can go and you can purchase them and the only real front wheel drive car is this uh uh jetta tdi and what kind of what kind of lap times are you running uh, I think my best is because everyone um, knows Nurburg 842 or something. Yeah. So the new, for reference, the new GT3 RS, which Jono is getting, uh, oh, ran no a shit. 656. Dude, that's crazy. Which is the third fastest car production car ever around the track. Hmm. Behind what? Behind the nine, the GT2 RS, the new one, and the Lamborghini Event. No. Is really? The Aventador. No, I don't know. I forget if it was the Aventador or the uh, Uricon, whatever the Trofeo or whatever the sporty one is. Interesting. That's crazy. The yeah. Lamborghini is top. Yeah, yeah. But it's faster than the career, the uh, 917. Or, sorry, the uh, 918 Spider. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they're monsters, dude. Dang, dude. Arrow, bro, arrow. Yeah. I love the pictures that have come out from that where he's like jumping out of the carousel. Yeah. Yeah, so awesome. I would love. I I haven't watched that lap, but that would be a fun. No, I heard I it's. I it. haven't either, but I've been meaning to. Yeah, I heard it's really cool to watch. Like it's just kind of crazy. And yeah, did you guys? And see I need that? to watch more of the live stuff because the one thing that uh, I'm not really getting a feel for in the video game is the uh, or the simulator uh, are the uh, bumps and oh, like yeah. the, uh, the deep elevation changes and yep. and stuff like that, which unsettle and. I, I think watching the in-car video might help that, but I don't know. You can only prepare so much, you know, and then it's just going to be kind of like yeah, watching something like that though. Like we're not, I'm sure that there are a lot of videos of people doing it in the same exact car that you're driving. Right. So like, yeah, cool right. That. That's what I should be watching. Cause you can look at, because my concern is, I mean, I just looked it up right now. I, I, I figured it had a small like boosted motor, like a turbocharged motor, but like the power delivery on the Jetta was probably very different from this thing, right? And you're talking about putting the foot down and where your, you know, where your acceleration points are and all that are probably going to be different. Like you can probably get on the power a little sooner, right? Especially because I'm sure these things have LSDs and stuff, and so and then just how the power delivery yeah. is, how much power you have, and all that. But and but I think that's like such a fine detail compared to where I'm at. You no, know, I, like I, learning I the track first. I like yeah. what you're doing, but you're yeah. talking about staying into it and like actually carrying momentum and yeah. speed. Like right now, you're just trying not to crash. I get that, but like in terms of like optimizing it and like it, it just sucks i'm like shit like is there like a little civic or something that you could get in uh, in that game you know? well i think no i mean i think it's probably pretty accurate you know it's still a momentum car like uh and and front wheel drive dynamics yeah i don't know yeah i think it's pretty good i, I would guess it's pretty good you know pretty similar yeah especially really you know it, it, it is just a simulator so but it's it's a very good one for sure yeah um but yeah, it's fun. Uh, you know, like you, once you start to learn it and, um, you know, I'm, I, I have moments where it feels pretty good. The, the big concern that I have actually that goes over everything is, you know, I'll read things from different uh, sources. There's a ton of info out there on the Nurburgring, of course. Um, but it's like the wet line is 
completely different than the dry line. Oh, I bet. And like, that's probably what I should be learning. Number one is the wet line. And so, so far I've been practicing. You can, you can set the weather in iRacing, which is cool mm. on the test days. Um, and so I've been racing like regular morning, you know, dry morning, uh, with like, you know, decent temperature, but I should probably be testing in the wet because like if it scenario. happens to be yeah. wet, that's going to be, you know, everything. Right. And yeah. you know, you're, you, you know, uh, some critical turns it's like you got to be offline because the rubber's on the inside and that's super slick in the wet so uh you got to go for the p- patches that aren't burned in but i mean i don't know i think basically the overarching thing is this is all nice fluff but it's just like be super cautious uh yeah on the day of and just slowly work up to whatever yeah pretty much i mean it sounds because you you have basically the car for a day in quotation marks right so which is like what a couple hours or something eight to five eight, oh nice Whoa, full awesome. day and full day real yeah. driving is also more intuitive and stuff so i mean you'll probably be like and there's gonna be traffic like that you've learned <laughs> that you've learned the track but i think you'll probably be fine yeah. but also it, no, but it road. really is. And I kind of feel that way too. And that's why I'm like just ignoring all of the drive by sight areas. Yeah. But I think it, it really is like some of these turns totally sneak up on you. And like, even though I've driven the whole first half, like a lot, I still blow it. I forget the name of the turn, but it's like, there's one, the, the thing is a lot of the turns look, a lot of the blind crests look, like look similar. Yeah. And so it's like, you think you're there, but you're like, you know, seven kilometers in and it's like, yeah. you're kind of, I don't know. Like, and then, so then you, you do that one wrong and it's like, and then the next one sneaks up on you or no or, landmarks. Like that's the one thing you can try to focus on. Well, that's right? There are. And so, yeah, yeah. We, I, it would be interesting what I want. I, w- I want to just like burn it into my brain, like total recall style where I plug in headphones and it just like zips through it all fast and repeats over and over and over. Like I want to sleep with headphones on where it's like naming each turn or naming the landmarks. like In, one, in order. <laughs> yeah, in order with the time difference, you know, yeah, like yeah. A, like real thing. And it's not telling me everything at once, which is what a lot of the track, the, the learn to drive the ring videos are on YouTube. I don't want everything at once. I want one single thing. Like tell me every landmark at the regular pacing and then i could have a different video that i watch where it's like just a looping video of like tell me where the uh you know like give me like the rally driver like turn descriptions you know yeah. and i can listen to that nonstop over the next night or something <laughs> just somehow like you know burn it into my brain i think we'll get there eventually right like i mean it seems, seems like, like it. something like just plug you in and like yeah. some vr thing where it like just it it intercepts like your yeah. dream sequence cycle <laughs> yeah. thing i don't and- know dude we're against teleportation i think we're definitely against that yeah just yeah. go go analog, man. Just show up with a freaking with a with a physical map and figure it out. Yeah, just have a <laughs> <laughs> just like, a, like an old school like map. Yeah, pull over when you need help. Totally. Um, I tried to start the Skylark and it didn't start. I think the exactly. starter's frozen. Frozen? Oh yeah. yeah. Like just click or nothing. Nothing. But I got I got uh uh twelve something volts across the battery. Did you whack it with a hammer. I I didn't mess with it with uh, I because what I want to do is <clears throat> be trying to turn it over while someone's whacking it with a hammer. Yep. It was just me. So I did whack it with a hammer and then I tried it and it didn't work, but mm. I didn't try both at the same time. Yeah. So that what, that sucks. What, what, what I want to do. Sorry. I just <laughs> like, sound like you were going there. Um, and, uh, I still have hunters five thirty five sitting in the driveway. Oh uh, yeah. I got to get, get rid of that. Hmm. But you said you got it started and stuff the other week. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, and then it's leaking, like I said. I think it's the uh, power steering. Oh, shit. Mm. But I got a nice piece of cardboard underneath there, so don't worry about nice. it. Nice. It's all good. Yeah. Nice piece of cardboard. <laughs> I'm not worried. Did you say they got, like, all. The, uh, all the tires are flat, too? And, like, the front two yeah. tires are the... <clears throat> they were low, and the uh, valve stems were severed, so they won't hold air. Oh. Which sucks. How do the valve stems get severed? Just when it's pinched. Yeah, it's pinched when it's oh, flat. Oh, from being flat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I, I was. I'm kind of bummed that Warren isn't here for this. Uh, but like you know, we went to uh, the motorcycle ga- gathering at the Quail. Right. Oh uh, yeah. Well, yeah. let me we'll, get my project. Oh, you got first. something? Okay. Yeah. Well, this. Oh yeah. We'll 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 get there. We went to that. <laughs> but um, my my project update is that. Uh, for the audience listening at home, Art is doing a lot of hand motions. I'm not sure why. Yeah. So Warren is very annoyed that I have BBSRS. Plane landing or what's going on? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm like going full quagmire on you right now, like yeah. these positions. So uh, Warren's really annoyed that I have BBSRSs on my 500 SEC. Best wheels on that car. He by thinks far. that I, I should go understand. AMGs. You're just like the, the the default wheel that everybody puts on these cars, right? And I was gonna agree with him. You know what, Warren? You are right. Um, I noticed when we we're taking pictures of it at the Quail on the lawn that. I should change my wheels, but only the front wheels, and I should get deeper dish BBSRSs for the front. So take that, Warren, dude. Can, oh snap! The rear looks so good, and the front's like a little kind of weak. You know, yeah. the offset's no, a little high, but it's an offset game, right? So I have to because the offset's high, and like the wheel already kind of rubs on the outside. Stance and it's life fully compressed. So trying to find, I'm trying to mess with that. I'm actually like actively looking into it, like because basically I could use the same wheel and just rebarrel them, and then you get. Don't no mess more with lip it, up front. I'm Don't doing mess it. with it. It's they happening. did it in the period, and it was, or, or design, it was by design. Option two is to find another set of BBSRSs that I can do that to and keep these as is. Yeah, but you said you already order. rub on the front, so how are you going to do that? But dude? I don't. Well, that's the thing is I can go cambers, camber or something, right? Like I don't know right what's going on right now. Like airbags and camber lane. Yeah, it's offset. The offset's no, too low can't. enough because it's rubbing on the outside, right? Yeah, but it's too so low. you're you can't change. You're off, you're not going to get a deeper dish than what you have now. What I need to do is, uh, as Warren says, I need to put more camber up front, and then I could fit it in there. Yeah, and then you got to go all stance. And you got to stretch your tires, and you got to put under. Yeah, dude, it's all wrong. And does the HP shift? Because you want to yeah. have like meaty tires and stuff. You I do do that whole thing. I do. I, so I'm trying to figure that out right now. Like you it's can't, like, dude, you're what you do. Maxed out in your offset. Dude, there is a way. Nine inch, nine inch wide. 13 inch wheels with 60 series tires. <laughs> the whole thing is you're not going to change. You can't get a, a, a higher offset than what you have now because you're already hitting the fender. I can't go lower, but I can if I change, if I get camber adjustment up front. Oh, that's the only way. That's the only way. And there's but a way to do it. Maybe right. get Don't like do a that, what, half Don't do inch it. or something. If and that's like and then you're gonna have to have camber in the front. It looks so no, silly. That's gonna be no, dumb, it'll look good. It Don't has camber it. in the rear already. Do no, dude. Yeah, yeah the rear is gonna have camber, of course. But yeah. like I'm I'm on Warren's side on this. I don't think they're the best wheel for the car. I appreciate that it was all done in period, so it's I think it's the right move to leave them. But I think ideally you'd have like a penta or whatever. Um mm, pentas are nice, yeah, but uh but I think given the time frame when it was modified and that it looks decent and just that you are already rubbing, I don't think you should change anything, dude. Yeah, I think that there's a way Unless to you it. go steel wheels, white letters out. I think it's the best wheel for that car. It's what makes that car. It's the reason that car stands out. And the big monoblocks don't look nearly as good. Yeah, I I have access and, to a set right now. And they don't, they're not like, they're the fucking go-to. So everyone has them. Makes yep. your car unique. It's totally. Like, that's the one on the BBSRSs. Absolutely. Like, yeah, no doubt. It, 
it, it makes it special, dude. And th- they look so good on that car. Like the first time I saw that car at Radwood one, it's like the, that's what drew me to that car, like taking pictures of it and stuff. It's so rad wheels. too. Cause it, it, it has like the whole concept of it. And the more we learn about the car, the more it even fits. Cause like we were thinking about like, I think Lane and I actually talked about this once. Cause like, it's like the car that a, a race car driver would drive to the track, right? Yeah. Like it's like you, or you're a form, old formula one driver or old IMSA racer. And it's a sportier than the, it's like a sportier version, right? Than the, than what other options were available. Yeah, It's like what the gentleman racer drove to the track. Yeah. It's like, it's still like it's classy, classy, but, but it's, it's got the meaty motor. But it's also, it's the, I mean, but the wheels themselves are yeah. actually, they're multi-piece, they're lightweight, right. they're forged. So yeah. like that, it's it's the sportier and classier because it's a mesh design, which is kind of like by default kind of classy. Dude, it's the dude. And he's then, like, hey, I want this, I want this five hundred SEC, but let's uh, add some, add some, make a handle, make it go faster, like. And it's period. In deep blue over it's the light colored awesome, interior. Dude. So yeah. did you ever find out if? Um, so I, I did see Zach actually, uh, and he said he's still working on that. But, oh, okay. uh, but um, I did send him my VIN. So uh, for yeah. listeners who haven't heard the episode at actually no we didn't mention it no we didn't it was we on ta- no breaking yeah so on no breaking we mentioned it we recorded at Luft but uh, basically I, I talked to uh, Bruce Canepa at Luft Cold and I showed him pictures of the car because you know there's been all this speculation that it was his personal car and all this um, and it turns out he believes uh, from his just uh, recollecting that this was his a car memory. his memory that he uh, actually built and spec'd out for Willie T. Ribs who was an old uh, IMSA racer indie racer NASCAR racer so badass uh, back in the cocky day cocky motherfucker cocky motherfucker and they're making Adam Kroll is making a documentary on him right now yeah and so it's kind of rad you know like I mean I really hope it is the case uh, I tried finding pictures of him in period you know with the car but it's so hard you know like I, I didn't see anything it's all, all, all him like jumping off of um imsa mustangs and stuff but uh i don't know how cool would it be if it is the case and like eventually like let's say we'll probably go to that and curl's premiere of that yeah and like actually roll up in that and if he's there like show it to him well, like, dude how about this angle what is the plaque on there it's 1986 scca san francisco uh championships like san so francisco it region say, it doesn't say the class no uh, it's so it's, dude yeah. i mean one step is look at that the uh the sheet from the uh, you know Entrance. who won yeah. yeah well who were the champions yeah i tried looking from, it up and i couldn't find it there's no results um, there has no, to be I, results I just general google search I, I think i need to ask glenn like because he probably knows of the archive where i can look you know, i mean you could write scca i'll bet they have that, that is a good, good. call yeah because it says them and see who who won ryan would just have a phone call in and yeah, talk dude, about yeah. Him. look him up in the phone book the yellow yeah. pages are exactly right yeah. uh, so actually i i kind of fumbled the whole thing but it's like it's san francisco scca regional champion Championships or something like that. Laguna, and there is a it year, says, and yeah. it says Laguna Seca underneath that, and it's 1986. Dude, that's all you need. Yeah, so, Glenn would. Glenn already knows. Yeah, yeah. So this podcast hasn't even been released, and he just his ears are turning red, and he's like, Guaranteed, dude, someone's dude. researching something, ringing in the ear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your phone's blowing up, Art. I know. Yeah. So I don't know. Pretty exciting stuff. I mean, I, That'd be I really super hope cool. it's the case. Yeah. I mean, regardless, hey, you better awesome, not change but... Willie T. Ribs tires. Dude. Wheels. Either one. <laughs> no, you should probably change the tires. I'm going to put the rear wheels on the front and see what happens and see what it looks like. You're going to screw it up, man. Yeah, you're you're so going to rub the friggin'. You're, you've done this so many times. You're roll, gonna roll the fenders? Roll the fenders on accident. I should just roll the fenders already. I, should just I remember we lips. went to Laguna Seca and you popped the fender out on your NSX. You remember I that? that? Oh, yeah, because I, I said I went off-road at Laguna Seca and like Lane's like, what are, like, wait, let's clarify what this means. Yeah. <laughs> Basically means you bent your fender. Like on, like not off road, but it sounded like I had an off at Laguna Seca. Hey, we can't sh- literally just uh, kind of just went into a parking lot. 
already got yelled at for talking about the NSX. Oh, really? Yelled at? Well, there's a history now, and it's got to be, it's got to be maintained. Squelched. Squelched, yeah. yeah. The people have to be silenced. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this car has not been jumped before. Oh, oh right, right. Did you get reverended in Alex's The Duke's of Hazard NSX. Yeah, I like how. So, I mean, I think we can talk about that. No. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's so great. we're on. We're on the smoking You're tire. Trouble, Art. We're on the smoking tire, and um, my NSX came up, which I sold to Alex, our buddy at BAT. And Lane mentioned that like some journalist jumped it or something, right? And so. Um, it it sounded like, or I guess Alex perceived it as like fucking jumping like off of a Hoonigan ramp or something, you know, like and like literally <laughs> what it was is like style. it was like a, an Edmonds piece on like how they were hauling ass like in the back roads around Laguna Seca and they came around to bend too fast and they got a little bit of air, right? Like that was the extent of it. And that was back in the day when that was like a huge picture, right? As they would do these pictures posed no, posed for the old. cover of magazines. No, this isn't that long oh. ago because they bought it as a used car. It was a used oh. long termer, yeah. Um, like one of their long-term cars, but, um, it's a fine vehicle. It's okay, Alex. I mean, he's owned it long enough. He knows, but, uh, there was some, uh, friction around that topic because it sounded like my car was kind of a, a pile because it was a long-term red Edmonds and it had been jumped. <laughs> and Lane's like, let's move on. <laughs> if it walks like a duck. <laughs> hey, that's a beautifully tight and lovely piece of equipment. Of kit, as they say, right? So I did, um, I've been having, I'm trying to think how long it's been, probably since I got in the little accident. Um, I know after that, but anyways, I did, I had the, did the brakes and rotors a few months back on the 944 and it's had this like clicking noise. I don't, I didn't know what it was. I, I replaced the speedometer cable too at one point and I thought it was the speedometer. So it has this clicking at low speed. And you really hear it like you're pulling out of the driveway and you hear this click, click, click. Oh, where... you have a you have a card in in your spokes. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And it's so annoying. And even going over like little bumps, it would have like a rattling. Uh, so I was thinking it was a speedometer cable. because And so I like rerouted it and all this stuff. Like I thought it was kind of slapping around. Were you able to tell where it was coming from? No, that's left front. And that's where the speedometer cable goes into the wheel. Oh, I see. So it oh, goes dang. in. It goes into the wheel. Oh, it doesn't right go there. transaxle like or like transmission is the norm, right? But oh, in well, this that's case... for like electronic usually and oh, okay. stuff. So this goes. It just straight goes into the wheel and it moves. Mm. So it moves this yeah, cable around. So so you would think you know. So you would think it would be like bouncing. It bounces around a little think, bit. Yeah, that's pretty common. Pretty right? common, right? And you know, speedometer they make that kind of. So I thought it was it was hitting against the chassis or brakes or something. Uh, so I, I took that out once, like re-fed it, like maybe it was bound and then did a bunch of stuff every time I go drive it and it would still be click, click, click and kind of rattle over bumps. Just made the whole car feel like it's like falling apart. But I've been dealing with this for months, like months and months, probably like five, six months. And the other day I decided to check, you know, again for like the 20th time, I jacked the front end up, took the left wheel off. And I was spinning the wheel and I heard the click and then I'd stop and I spin the wheel again. And I hear the, cl I hear the click and it, it was literally, it's just the brake pad moving around like from side to side when it hits the, when it hits the, the, you know, caliper when you're moving the wheel. Huh? So, you know, your wheels, 
your your brake pads are always kind of like rubbing right yeah barely yeah and so it's just that amount would like make it jump or make the brake pad move around in there oh so it slides from side to side it would just slide around from side it was sliding side to side and i was clicking it would be a click noise so when you're going at really low speed you're you're it's like i mean you're rarely a hundred percent true so it's just kind of going off and on yeah and it's and every time it would hit it would it would click did you try like holding the did you try dragging the brakes to see if it would go away? well that's the thing i noticed that when i'd press the brakes it would go away oh okay Hmm. so that's why it got me to really go and investigate the brakes huh so i i just took out the pins and you know took out the the inner pad because uh, it was the inner pad that was making the clicking noise. You could like literally see it moving. In it was hitting the pins basically. The holes are oblong, mm. a little bit, and there it just kind of hits. Um, so I took it out. Then I put the little holder, the spring part on the top. I don't know what you call it, um, but that holds the pads down. Yeah, like the pads. You know what I'm talking kind of about? Thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, where the pin goes on top of it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe I think that thing might have been like tweaked a little bit or something. Like it was like mm. not perfectly set. It was like yeah. off. Um, I put it back together and no clicks or anything. Oh, nice. And then I'm praying, right? Uh, took it on a drive and it's like super solid. No oh, clicks, nice. no rattles. Like the best mod ever it's nice. like night and day you know because it was yeah, always a big, super a question, a question mark in in your mind yeah. like that like it could be anything it could be really bad and it makes so. everything feel crappy because yeah. you you have this like rattle it's not only it's it's a rattle and a click at low speed you're like is it the wheel bearings you know like yeah. it could be something like bad it just makes the whole car feel shitty nice uh, so yeah i fixed it nice Dude, so i'll bet victory it, it had to be that little clip thing yeah, I think because that's it not normal. Was. It's not supposed to do. That. No, yeah, of course, really yeah, not normal. yeah, yeah. But that's so gratifying, dude. Like, yeah, up, like, just, nice. Like, it was just that not gratifying and... that it took fucking five months to figure that out. Oh, it's been that long. Yeah, oh, you, did, you never even told us about it, Lane. I know, because you were frustrated by it and yeah, embarrassed. It was I taking never, so long. I guess because I, because I never fixed it. Yeah. You know, it was right. like one of those things that was always kind of in the back of my mind. Would... Like if I told you about all of the Corvette problems oh, before yeah. I fixed them, exactly. it would be a very, very yeah. long podcast. Yeah. We'd have like a year of content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, so we have like a 1% limit rule on you or something. Like that's <laughs> yeah, all, you, that's all you're allowed to trickle out. Yeah. And, just, and occasionally we, it's kind of rigged. We'll say that you don't have one, but in reality you have 50 just to even it out. I like it. So yeah, um, that's what I did to the 944. How cl- how much closer are you to painting the front bumper? Oh, I actually actually that's another this weekend I went and put it up on the ramps and I was gonna like pull the front end and start doing work on it. Oh my and god, I didn't, I didn't get very far. You uh, did pull the front end? No, no. I I there was one little area where there was a crack and I had dremeled it before, so I dremeled it a little more and I put I filled that little <coughs> I filled that little divot that I created. Um. And then I'll sand it later, and then I need to do some more, a little bit of body filler. But um, I that's as far as I got. Basically. Dude, I thought you were done. No, oh, you no. You're not. You just got it to the point where you could go on the rally with it, basically. Dude, I got it to the point where it's, like, pretty dialed in. Yeah. As far as fit and stuff, but it still needs, like, body work and, like, detail. Like, there's this front leading edge, and it has these little, like, mold. Where it came out of the mold, it's all shitty. So I have to, like, smooth that and put some filler and... And then I have to like, it sucks. And there's like a little bit of waviness on the side. So I'm going to have to like block it and 
there's a lot of sanding to be done and just kind of finish like prep to get it ready for paint dude i feel like you need to make a mold of this one yeah when you're done i know i know, huh? I know. They're, they're, yeah. we should start selling them at dwa at yeah. <laughs> we should make a t-shirt on. just of your front bumper pulled <laughs> off of the car we should call it the lss the lane lane skeleton special yeah dude it looks really trim and neat yeah. and all sorted but yeah i did notice like yeah you got like little vein like little veins of like sand marks like where that where you could basically still smooth out and like oh there's of tons yeah. of stuff dude yeah. it's like yeah there's like resin and i mean it's not even close dude so do you have a goal a, like a time yeah like no. when you want to paint it i don't have a timeline okay yeah i don't know we'll see i would like to paint it I mean, I mean, realistically, I'd like to get it painted right away, but I really need to spend like a lot of time and, you know, what if you took it to your guy, you already burned that bridge with your hood. No, I just think it's a lot of money and like to ask someone to do that. And, and a lot of like, no matter where I bring it, that's like work that I think I should do because like i have the fine. eye for it yeah. and stuff and yeah. i feel like anywhere i brought it it would not be up to like what right. i wanted and then they're gonna sp- they're gonna do it and then spray it and then exactly it's done. like you can't fix it yeah exactly that point. so i feel like i have to get it like at least 98 percent there you know and then yeah. they can obviously that makes sense do the just final skin it sand or whatever yeah. Stuff. yeah but yeah at this point i definitely i just need me me putting work in and that does require like being able to like look take i do have at one point i'm gonna have to take the whole front end off again and work on some stuff and then put it back on it's just a lot of like time yeah i mean the good news is that it's actually become like a thing now like where it's it's the package again right and like i remember i was chatting with paul uh, auto kennel at um on our rally rather and uh, he's like, yeah, this this is almost like a theme for Lane's cars. It's like something is always unfinished on the car, right? Yeah. And like, and so, and the way it look, I mean, it doesn't look bad. It looks, it looks like you're like you're working on it, yeah. right? But it looks rad. You're doing something cool and interesting with it. So I mean, it's that's like it's it doesn't look ratty, you know, which is a good thing because otherwise you would be so like I would be bummed out to even drive the fucking car personally. I mean, I know it sounds silly, but well, yeah, <laughs> I, I even have uh, that right now the way it is. I'm like everyone's looking at the, you know, yeah, like. Cause it's definitely like half ass. And then I have that one fender that, cause remember I had the tie rod go, go out and it ruined that fender. Mm. So I put the junkyard fender on and that oh, junkyard right. fender is all like, it has some dings and, and like you know, pitted and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It just needs work and stuff. So, and it's like, so the, and then I have those orange graphics that match the front, but now I don't have any orange on the front. So it's just kind of like, why are these orange graphics there? <laughs> and then those orange graphics don't extend onto that new fender. So it's like, you know, it's kind of like a, it's a, it's a whole thing mm. right now. Yeah. But whatever. It's, yeah. it's definitely a work in progress. Right. I'm fine. Sense. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I was, you kind of inspired me that it'd probably like just rattle can the SEC's front bumper gray. Maybe yeah, do dude. the rear orange uh, and then do like SEC and gradiated letters on the side. Well, or- you Didn't you get one of the BMW's bumpers repainted? I did, yeah. Which one was it? I front mention, or rear? Uh, the front. Yeah, I don't think you ever mentioned it. I didn't mention it, no. So the M Coupe, uh, I had talked about this in the past because I was waiting basically to go on the rally before I painted it. But um, the previous owner, uh, his wife used to park by feel in their garage. And she would literally bump the, the, the end of their garage. And they had a stone wall like at the bottom, like one of those like quarter <laughs> oh walls. And so she would literally just roll right up to it and hit the freaking wall. And that's how she knew she was parked <laughs> Like, correctly. And this is not like, art's not... 
exaggerating for there once. were there was a giant gouge it's in the front gouges it was in like the plastic yeah, it wasn't bumper. like just bumper ch- it wasn't chipped no, paint it was like, like through it's like into the gouges plastic. in the plastic yeah in the plastic really bad and the weird thing is that you can see it like basically like it, it, where where it had happened multiple times right like it wasn't just like oh sorry honey i ran into the thing like this is just the way she did it and husband was okay with it for some reason never mentioned it i guess you pick your battles but um so yeah finally got that painted and i was super concerned because you know like it's so i mean paint matching is tricky right especially with metallic uh, colors and stuff and um i reached out to our buddy uh, uh tom tang of of um Oh, Tom, is it Tom Chu Tang racing now? I don't know. I was going to say I have Tuner Playground, but I don't know if that's still gone. But cool dude. And he um, has relationships with body shops because uh, he's got a, a, a race car that basically will do his uh, work for him. And uh, one of them, uh, Marina Auto Body in the city, dude, they killed it. So um, hooked it up. Really, really good deal. Uh, turned it around in two days. Uh, wow. So the, the the caveat there was that I removed the bumper cover myself. So it was it's about an hour's work. Uh, just a lot of clips and shit, you know, and a few a few bolts and uh just delivered it uh, and literally had it in a couple days and um they cured it they didn't blend it or anything it was just no full they did the Mm. full thing and actually repaired a little bit of uh, scrapage under the bottom because you know those have those two little teeth extensions that look like fangs and so both of those had some damage at the bottom so they actually cleaned that up some other little uh little divots and stuff on there and um and so the one thing that i didn't mention <laughs> i mean I, I should have mentioned this way before but um i drove it to our premiere and loofed that way and so it was fresh paint but i didn't cover it on purpose you know usually people will tape it because i wanted it to basically kind of match the rest of the car and the hood has like little chips and stuff from our rally and so driving it like that would just kind of sort of even it all out right? yeah but one thing you'll learn too if you put like masking tape on fresh paint like that it'll do gnarly stuff to the paint so or like wrinkle it or something it, or? it'll like yeah the chemicals and the glue oh shit well like literally it'll put these little like divots and stuff like almost like pockets oh weird yeah, yeah. like fish eye almost like, uh, out, or like more like uh like orange peel explain like like really fine orange peel though huh. Yeah, that well, you'd have to uh, like sand out sand so, and, and then hopefully you have enough clear coat to sand out. So they were super rad about it. Like basically I told them what was going on and like, um, our, that car, I was driving it down to our premiere and it was likely going to be parked front and center. And that shit really bothered me because it was just ugly gouge. It's not like, yeah, hell yeah. Rally damage, right? Like I was on the rally. There's no story to it except for someone fucking up and destroying the bumper. So, uh, he cured it for a full day in the yep. UV thing. So like, it wasn't just like they pulled, they sprayed it, they prepped it. Like he, he dedicated like seven hours to curing it in UV light. And they actually managed to like cut and buff it for me. So like it was that hard already. And so the bumper actually came out really good. The match is great. I took a bunch of pictures in different lighting and it's, it's really, really hard to tell. Nice. Um, so now you're going to get the rear bumper painted because it doesn't have some gouges. It has, yeah, a little bit and some scrapes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to do that as well. But, um, but yeah, no, it turned out really well. And luckily it was cured enough though that like the damage from the trip was very minimal, but now it, it's like a couple little, you know, chips here and there and like, but it's fine. It looks like it's been on there a while. Right? Perfect chips. Perfect chips. Yeah, I wanted to even out the patina, if you will, on there. Yeah, but I did. That was a big update that I didn't mention ever. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about so that. So I'm pretty curious about this show you guys went to this weekend. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about that. No, you went to the whole Quail Motorcycle Show. That's a rad show. I've it's been on my radar before. But... Yeah. So it's a Quail Motorcycle Gathering. Gathering. It's called. Um, I don't know. We've been hashtagging. I was hashtagging Quail Motorcycle Gathering, but it's also the Quail. I've been doing Motorcycle the, uh, Gathering, but uh, Quail has more hashtags. Oh shit! I gotta add that. Um, 
so yeah, we, we were invited by a friend of the show out there and, uh, it was a really, it's like a, it's the same, you know, it's a, uh, what's the guy's name that uh, does the quail? Oh, darn. You, you're right. The Jet Center <laughs> McCall. Guy. The McCall. Jet Center guy. Yeah. It's, uh, but it's, Gary. <laughs> anyway, he does the Jet Set Party or Jet Center Party during Monterey Car Week. He also does the Quail Car Show, um, the Quail Motorsport Gathering during, which is like $650 a ticket. Uh, and this is the same in the same vein as that, but it's motorcycles. Um, and it includes lunch, like by a Michelin three-star chef. Dang! And it's really nice. And, and, and uh, the quail is the location. That's that's correct. a golf yep. course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's right behind. It's right at Baja Cantina. If you've been there, so it's that golf nope. course right there. Okay. Yeah. Um. So Art and Warren cruise out in the SEC, I believe. Yeah, I was. Uh, he drove it all the way down. I was, oh, he uh, did. I wanted to get his impressions. That's cool. Down. What do you think? Because I was hammered so, or something. Yeah, dude, I was a super plastered. I actually like. I left my house at like seven a.m. and immediately started hitting the tequila hard because it was Cinco de Mayo, right? Oh yeah. Oh. And so, and like in like like the L.A. fashion, when we went to the race service launch. I was supposed to be driving, but I'm like, sorry, dude, I got hammered. Here's the keys. Yeah, here's the keys. Just, <laughs> just strong armed him into it. Uh, uh, for the record, DWA does not endorse drinking while driving. That is correct. Uh, but he was not was a joke. while driving. He was in the past. Well, he said he started up in San Francisco. <laughs> oh, okay. So if you followed oh, the story closely, critical, he was like, yeah. Critical data point was that uh, had someone uh, drive me down yes. to San Francisco, or Santa Cruz. That is the joke that we're telling. There was absolutely no alcoholic beverages, drinking and driving. Uh, it was just a... And coffee. there were no open containers. No open containers. Uh, so the first thing he said, uh, I actually didn't talk to him about the car at all, but the, the first thing he said was the last thing he said about the car. Uh, just getting on the on-ramp, he said, this is way faster than a 560 SEC or a 560, you know, SEL. Hmm. And I'm like, really? Like, even because the, the 560s are, have quite a bit of power. They have 300 yeah. horsepower. And um, and so the weird thing no, is that... No, they don't have 300. Yeah, those, the 560s do. Yeah, they have 300. 560 SLs? Yep. The five, hmm. Oh, wait. Uh, we should get the intern. Actually, I don't know about SL. Sorry. The SECs do. The US spec okay. uh, does. And hmm. so, and this car had supposedly somewhere around 280 but it is a higher compression motor so the power delivery yeah, might be higher different. Revving. yeah um but uh in true warren fashion i'm gonna throw him under the bus i wish he was here uh he maybe gave it a quarter throttle when he said that so that was uh mm. that was the extent of that so he's like <laughs> this is way faster but maybe he was implying that that's all you need right you know, he was wafting he was just wafting about exactly uh but yeah we drove that thing zero down. the waft time is the and important one one thing that was hilarious about it though is that to get to the parking like area where we were going to leave the car for the day, um, as you do with parking, right, uh, Brian? Just you, that's where you just leave your car. Sorry, I don't know what you. I thought someone was going to call means. me out on that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 one of my favorite like just moments on the DWA podcast ever is when I was talking about uh, how like normal the weather was in San Francisco, and you're like super extremely normal conditions <laughs> because I used so many superlatives to get to the point where I ended up <laughs> like. Uh, but anyways, um, to get to the parking lot, um, you had to literally drive on the golf course on the golf cart. Uh, uh, What's it called? The cart uh, path. Cart path. Yeah. And then on the golf golf course partially, but dude, that was the most impressive thing for me, by the way. But yeah, go go it, on. But how nuts is that? Like I literally like I'm driving the we're on the in the 500 SEC like on it's the awesome. freaking golf path like a uh, golf cart path and this thing is literally like three times wider, right? Yeah, it it's, seems like yeah. there's curbs and stuff that would cause. There problems. wasn't curbs on this one, but I do remember I went to, I was a vendor at the, uh, Concorso Italiano, and I was following a Lamborghini. 
was it Diablo or Countach in, and there was a curb section, and he literally curbed his oh, wheels on oh, the curb. Oh, Damn. that yeah. sucks. And you're like, dude, I remember just thinking, I'm like, you had to know. Like, this is an Italian car event. Like, Lamborghinis are super wide. Right. Testarossas. Like, yeah, what, like, the, what you are you guys doing, dude? You need, to go an al- you need to have an alternative route. Yeah, that's yeah. really weird. Yeah, luckily, this was all flat all the way through. Dude, yeah. I was just so impressed with your parking lot shots, which people are literally parked on the golf course, yeah. and it was so well-maintained. It was Perfect. Like, it was like a freaking green. No, not you a know how we, we no. were on the green. And you, you were parking how, on the green? On the green. And you know how, how they lot, let you do you that? You know how a lot of times you drive on grass, you're like, whoa, this is kind of rough, actually. It was perfectly smooth. Butter. This Butter. Was like, uh, what so is it, nice. Bowling, what are the lawn bowling club yeah. style? Like that. It was like and, impeccable. And the GTI fit on the golf cart path. Nice. Perfectly, perfectly fine. Oh, yeah. We were way BW over golf. It was like that's a little racetrack. That's part of the product definition is like it's got fit cart. on a golf golf path. That's the first thing uh, Warren and I were talking about. We we're like, dude, like we were talking about the uh, K-car races yeah. last time, a little spec race. Yeah. Like, on those, like, racetrack, how, how rad would it be to race yeah, little K-cars awesome. on that? Dude, I've thought about I think Warren and I talked about this like back in high school was like De La Viega would be an epic back road if you were in a tiny car. Oh, yeah. Like go-kart racing. Yeah, yeah. Dude, can you imagine the car path? That's a day long. insane, dude. They're it's so like Nurburgring. Yeah. A lot of elevation. Yeah. Yeah, so rad. So, yeah, that was just our experience. Yeah, we rolled up in that huge thing. It was the right car for the event. I oh, yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. Totally. Some dude, cool yeah, those, lot. yeah, those, the lot pictures were just amazing. It was a car show. Yeah, some really cool cars in the lot. I Hyundai followed, uh, with flares. Yeah. <laughs> flares and chairs. And I followed a really nice um, Land Cruiser in, like a 1992 Land, all, nice. all stocked Land nice. Cruiser. And uh, it looked cool because we were like climbing up this like this uh, green, and yeah. he was kind of up, and I don't know, it was kind of off like, road. That that yeah. is Land Cruiser off road. That's Land Cruiser like, off road, yeah. right? Picnic. That's off-road. why you buy them, yeah. Yeah, but it was cool. Like the the street or the road in the golf course, like the whole road was just all all. It was just on either side, motorcycles lined up, just out like for probably like. A quarter of a mile. Yeah, and that's where that's that was. And that's uh, all the people. That's just parking. general people oh, parking. No, for the oh no, that wasn't even the show. No, yeah. that's just oh, so wow. all the cars parked in the yeah. on the lawn, and then the bikes were just on the side of each side of the road. Oh, that's right. Really cool. And there was a. I mean, it, I'm sure if you're a motorcycle nut, that's yeah. where you want to look because right. you know we always say these car shows. A lot of car shows are uh, the best cars are in the parking lot, and this I think was probably one of those cases um although heidi did bring up she's like but not radwood right i'm like no actually radwood brings those cars to the show yeah we put it's not a parking center. lot show yeah, yeah I mean, they're like that that's there were no there was some notable ones okay there is some yep. notable ones yeah. but for the most part it's like bringing those like no those cars that you want to see in the parking lot right those drivers and stuff yeah bringing them to the show it's just yeah and so from radwood the radwood thing was like you get all the cars that wouldn't be allowed into the show so there was like that dropped alpha there right? yeah, yeah, yeah radwood or yeah. you have like a 997 so gt3 yeah, exactly. or just like like shit yeah. like that but it's yeah. stuff that isn't eligible for the yeah, event. Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, but the uh, so I went with my wife because it was her birthday like two days before and, uh, and um, trip to Monterey. It's cool. Right? Trip to Monterey, right? And a free lunch and stuff. So yeah. Um, but yeah, we showed up, just walked around a little well, bit. Wait, did you guys get dressed up? Because I think it's a dress up. So thing, it, right, dude. Not re- I mean, I think we were probably on the on the uh, the. I mean, I had jeans like nice like dress shoes and uh 
a button down short sleeve it was okay. nice hot yeah and i would say i was in the top 10 percent of dressed oh. up wow. yeah and so you know what my thing was like you think the quail you think you know carmel all that and you you think fancy right so yeah. like i went and looked at pictures from previous events to oh, see what the dress smart, code was dude. because like i'm like motorcycle guys i don't or gals too i don't know right like right. it's it's kind of a, a good kinda, mix of everyone the outfit is kind of determined by you know the fact that you need to wear leathers and stuff and also the type of bike right so yeah. you have the biker chopper type of yeah. scene which there were there and then you have some of like the more cafe racer types which are a little bit more fashionista with the scarf kind of alex roy look right so yeah. you have and everything in between there's the sport bikes and all that so in in it was kind of interesting that's it's kind of an interesting segue into like the the what was there the variety right so like oh they had uh, a segue section as well? uh yeah so like it was like a really early prototype motorcycle version <laughs> yeah. which was like gyroscopic and just yeah. stood up straight uh but you know you have like of course a chopper section you have like the uh, not much of a chopper section, by uh, the way. but yeah, not much. And so that's the thing is like in, in Arlen Ness was featured and that is what brought some choppers. Yeah. And there was, there was some other stuff too. Like the really, I don't even know what you call it. Like the really over the top, like colorful stuff with Chrome everywhere. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's the new one with the big wheel up front. You know what I'm talking about? It's not like old school chopper with like uh, long handlebars, but it's yeah, like. Yeah. But wasn't that Arlen Ness's bike? Oh, it was. Yeah, I, I don't know. So. I thought I saw STR or some shit. Was dude the brand. was Shinya Kimura there? He was, I'm sure. He does weird ass freaking. Uh, this Japanese dude just does handcrafted like crazy rocket bikes, like land oh, speed racers. Stuff. Really cool stuff. Interesting. He's down in LA. Yeah. So there was there was this type of stuff, and then you had um, you know obviously cafe racers. You had um, like like 80s and or like late 80s, early 90s sport bikes and GP bikes and really early shit like like Hendersons, which I had never even seen before. 1916, 1919 yeah. bikes. There was a lot of uh, so the there was a featured class of electric bikes and they had electric bikes dating back to like the early 1900s. Oh, so there cool. was a 1919. Um, there was an old like dra uh like land speed record electric bike. Oh, the there Corbin. Was, yeah, there was that a Corbin. Yeah. yeah, there was a bunch of cool electric stuff, and then it was also the 25th anniversary of the Ducati Monster. Oh. So the Monster was a featured mark. That's a that's a whole section that I avoided. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of nice that they're all in one area, so you can just kind of not pay attention <laughs> to them. But um, yeah, there was also a lot of like, there was some cool like old trials bikes. Like one of them, my favorite. Oh, cool. I took a picture of that Osa, um, which a really cool trials bike. And there was some cool like Penton six day trials and just some really, really cool stuff. Yeah, like a lot of variety. Uh, did you see that Indian, that like old, like, um, I want to say it was like a salt flat type racer uh -huh. and it was basically shaped like an, like a, like an old airplane fuselage. And, uh, mm. and it was sick because the display was, they had half, it, it like clamshells the long way, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, just mm -hmm. imagine left and right pieces yeah. and they had the right piece off. So you can see all, all the like inside. the chassis and how you sit in it. Yeah. And then the left piece was on so you can see it. And it had like full on like rudder in the back kind of, you know, wow. like it's like so, world's fastest Indian. The movie did the guy lay down on it? Ah, uh, there was no one there. Yeah, but no, I mean, like, oh, was it that low? Practically, yeah, yeah. The no, yeah, you, they, yeah. They're basically yeah. laying forward. Yeah, yeah. So just a lot of cool stuff. I mean, you know, uh, we we kind of talked about it like while we were there, but you know, we all love like cool mechanical shit that's well put together and interesting. And like, I have a little bit of mo of a motorcycle background, but it was it was so rad to like. 
to basically like see the variety and also like you have everything with motorcycles everything is right there right all the components and you can see suspension yeah. and and how the and especially the early bikes literally like the valves are outside of right. the fucking head you know it's like just all of this cool trick shit dude by the way with that stuff there's like i think it's called the cannonball but there's like a a race now that i mean it's been going for a little while but it goes i think like basically across the united states on these old ass bikes like from the 20s and earlier huh and it, so i'm sure some of those bikes were there but it's the stuff you're talking about where like the exposed valve train and everything like that yeah super but cool. like they basically yeah. are like going 20 miles an hour across the u.s and repairing their bikes like <laughs> constantly the entire way dang sounds miserable it does yeah yeah leather, going be- super leather belts slow. and shit yeah. yeah everyone's all dressed up period that's style sick. And, it yeah. sounds, i mean especially if you're doing it as a group right it's talk yeah. about a camaraderie in a communal event right and like, and like a big yeah a big accomplishment at the end too absolutely um you guys posted some uh cool pictures of like the 80s and 90s stuff too which yeah. is a rad period of bikes oh, like, dude uh super bikes dude, it's such a bikes cool period racers. yeah oh the fa- like that, fairing bikes and everything yeah. that bmw i posted a picture of oh, the r90 dude, yeah, I think it was so rad with the yeah had a purple yeah you've always, oh, always thought about the other no one. no no that's like a Krause or something like a Krause K1 or something oh. K1M um, it has it had a purple frame and then it was white with like um these really cool blocky 80s graphics it was like, like pastel yeah yeah right? pastel like purple and pink or something it was such an awesome looking bike I'm trying to find it yeah um, we're we actually talked a little bit about this like independently but like. Yeah, that bike. Yeah, let me see it. No, 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 no that one. Not that. That's actually something that we'll talk about in a second. But, um, like, if you find, like, parallels between, like, car, like, automotive era, like, aesthetics, like, or aesthetics of certain automotive eras um, and vers- and bikes, right? Like, you almost want to pair them up, right? Like, like oh, I yeah. really like 60s motorcycle aesthetic. I really like 60s cars. And I really like late 80s cars and late 80s motorcycles, like, sport bikes. Um uh, that's an 83 the one that lane's talking about um but it's definitely of the era right it's very obvious the color scheme and the, the way that the body like the fairings are on there and everything but but um that's super cool to see too right like e- like late 80s early 90s motorcycles and cars are like they're they're like it's everything good. that i want in cars yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, both in design and apparently like it was an era where they finally were able like handling solid and taking a lot of the like the grand Prix and performance, performance right? they had a lot yeah. of turbos and stuff like yeah. that going on yeah there was definitely and disc brakes. Yeah, there was a lot of cool shit. There was um this modified. What was that? There was that a the one that was full on like singerized. Yeah, so that's the one that Brian just pulled up. Yeah, thing. so that was basically like a a singer of a motorcycle. Was it a Honda or what was it? Was that? a Yamaha. 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 And so it it was a built on like an early '80s Yamaha chassis, like a '82 or something. And uh, he put all modern components on it, like suspension, and like he built it all out, like with his own style too. But it's very cool, like off center headlight and yeah. everything. Yeah, and it was like very basically, like, you know, like a '60s '70s style fairing on a square back tail that's like super 80s 90s yeah like a really retro mod right like that kind of style dude behind it's a sick looking uh dirt bike with slicks um oh yeah dude everything looks so yeah, good so, on the and lawn then, too like a zero had some bikes there and there was this really cool zero that was like it looked like a 60s cafe racer 
I saw the and, the logo, I think, of it. Uh, yeah, and, that was the gray one, right? And so that's like a Ducati font. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it looks like a, just a really old cafe racer, but that's it's cool. a zero electric motorcycle. Electric Pe- motorcycles make a lot of sense. We're, we're, they, people are starting them up and revving them, I bet, huh? Yeah. The electric motorcycles? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was also an, like an old... Was this? Did we confirm if it was an Adam West uh, period? I, we didn't, but it was ridiculous. Dude, did you see... Is, I don't know if you saw this one we posted. Uh, yeah, I don't like Batman that type and Robin. of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but it, in, in, Bat, in Robin's little area, what he sat on was a go-kart. What? So it it was a go kart that came out of a sidecar. Yeah, the sidecar contained a a, a go kart thing, but it looks like you lay down on it. Yeah, your stomach weird looking. Yeah, yeah, almost like you like lay down on (laughs) it. And you your your elbows are kind of on this padded area. It's probably like a legit sidecar racer. Yeah, style. Yeah. And then this um, race bike is so sick. It had shag carpet and stuff. (laughs) Whoa! Yeah, it was pretty gross. Oh, and then Keanu Reeves was there with his uh, dude. Did you say hi? His bike. We didn't see him. He was there later after we left. Uh, Keanu was my but, favorite. Yeah, there's a bunch of people taking pictures with him. That's uh, cool. Archer. Archer motorcycles. Arch, Arch, right. yeah. Arch motorcycles. I so, asked if it was an acronym, and apparently it's not. <laughs> so his like new his new Arch was you know, I think they they're like eighty thousand to start those bikes they're a little and, funky looking and this one was probably way more it had full carbon fiber wheels like kind of crazy stuff going on yeah pretty kind of funky they just have like an sss sns motor too oh. which is a harley yeah know. just loud yeah, ass, big like twin, rattly twin, yeah, yeah. it's a big twin i wonder dude there's for a little while i was getting kind of i think it was back when i had my beamer uh I was getting kind of heavy into some of like the uh, motorcycle blogs, and and there, there's this one company that makes them. It's all U.S. made, and I forget, dude. Now I I I totally am blowing it. I don't remember the name, well, but one I'll thing bet I they will, were there. I bet. One thing I will say about the Arch motorcycle, Keanu's, um, it was definitely like the attention to detail is pretty awesome. Yeah, and you could see like that every square, you know, inch was cared. for. Yeah. Or like care was taken into like everything from the logos to to you know materials used and stuff like that so you could see why it would be a hundred thousand dollar bike like just making one of those pieces and like fab like designing it and stuff would take a lot of man hours and time yeah. and everything so it was very singer-esque and you know way. what it reminded me of like whereas like this other retro because it's basically that this other yamaha like was taking an old chassis and modernizing it right but mm-hmm. keeping it retro looking whereas this was more like creating this ultra fine crafted thing and it reminded me more of pagani yeah like, yeah, you know yeah I mean? you're right because it right. had like the uh, like aluminum billet pieces uh-huh. and then with the leather and like yeah. all these it's different... more pagani and the other one is more singer yeah, exactly yeah so i don't yeah. know i felt like very pagani-esque like in a uh-huh. lot of the detail uh but it was very high performance everything and sleek i don't know what the motor does but i mean in terms of yeah performance, i'm sure but... it's fine <laughs> but yeah i don't think it's anything and it had the what is it the single swing arm on the side uh-huh. right yeah um and they definitely love their brand because it had arch logos in probably seven places. Very prominently in large letters, yeah. And huge, like on the front. It had and the cool ways of like implementing it, but it was just maybe a little much. Mm. I'm sure that's customizable, right? Like this yeah. is probably just like the, the show model. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, it wants to show off what it is. Yeah, too. throw everything on there. Yeah. What the options like are. Like in the front, it has this like teardrop fork or 
I don't know if it's just a cover or whatever, the top part oh, of the park. Yeah. And it has arch written on that, like huge and this like stenciled block letter, which is kind of cool. And, um, yeah, but it was overall a very nice event. I think we all had fun. Yeah. And we a, ran into some other friends there, like Ryan O'Deal and uh, Zach from Canepa was there. Oh, cool. So it was cool to hang out with everyone. Oh, Brendan, was, did you run into Brendan? No. Yeah, Brendan was there with his oh, uncles. Really? Yeah, his. Oh yeah, his, I heard yeah. he was there. I didn't see him because he has two uncles who build like old like like land speed like yeah, yeah. Old, like flat track type. Bikes. His uncle with the Pantera. Right, that, right. That yeah. Uncle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But any any. Oh no, you did mention that uh, that one the R ninety was your favorite, right? Oh, I, I love. Yeah, I like the R ninety S's. So I I don't know too much about bikes again. I just but my favorite the, bike was probably that Osa. The Osa, oh, because you had a, a connection had, with it. I had an Osa, or we had an Osa when, was, when I was a kid. Ours was a 250 Trials bike. That one's a little more of like a flat track bike, I think, kind of. Oh. But yeah, ours was a 250 Trials. Uh, I forget the trial rider. It was like his replica bike. So oh, ours sweet. was ours was right white with green like stripes on it and a four leaf clover dope it's pretty rad that's awesome yeah like for me it's it's mostly as i said like mick an aesthetic andrews. thing like in and mick andrews mm. and like i really 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 like 80 like late 80s early 90s sport bikes and this one i hadn't even seen one before but um i'm a big like dual round headlight guy um like you know the old uh what is it fzr yeah. and, yeah. and this one does uh, not have dual round. this is not it has a really trippy like trapezoidal kind of like, yeah. <laughs> like headlight but it's a yeah, it's that's a, dope. That's it's CBR. A CBR. It's a CBR 600 F2, and dude, apparently it's super rare. This is making me want to watch Cool as Ice again, dude. I tried and like <laughs> I couldn't find it like online. So, uh, but it looks like you can watch it in pieces on YouTube. You know, sometimes oh, yeah. you'll see it where it's like, uh, one, like remember how goofy whatever. that movie is? Like the old man that they say, dude. So it like, and it was a clown music in the background, dude. The, uh, the scene that I actually managed to find on YouTube was the whole, like running the con- through the construction, the construction site, site yeah, where yeah. They, they, they're all the studs. <laughs> so and good, it's so dude. ridiculous. And like reaching up at her and yeah. like jumping over stuff. It's just so it's cheesy. It's the douchiest scene ever. It's I've so never ridiculous. seen that movie. What? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh man. It, it's Confederate motorcycle. Is what I was Whoa. thinking. And it's, that's gnarly. It's a little okay. cra- crazier than I remember. Little, it a... looks like uh, the Batman Tumbler yeah. we were talking about last time. Confederate, too? That's like, wow. That's yeah. gnarly. It's a little gnarly. It's we're Yankees little... over here. I don't know about that. Yeah. But yeah, just... dude, some, some cool shit. A uh, little bit of everything. Yeah, that's bull cool. tacos and all that stuff. Really cool. Like uh, Makos and. We like kind of cool old dirt bikes and stuff. A lot like of that. Vincent uh, Black Shadows, which are rare, valuable bikes. Yeah, quite a few of them. And then you had a whole section of BSAs too. That was my dad's first mm-hmm. motorcycle. I remember Beezers. Yeah, and old one of those BSAs things. BSAs are rad. Um, how was the food? Food is great. Food is good. It was Cinco de Mayo, so we had is some kind of taco ish. But uh, was this the Michelin three star uh-huh. thing? So there was that. So there was like that's a, a huge deal, right? Yeah, it was like taco bar. Three star. Three star is a really big deal. So there was like the taco bar. Yeah, like a one star is a big deal. It's a and three then, star taco bar. Three star taco bar, and then on the other side they that's had like crazy. little exquisite fucking hors d'oeuvres that oh, were like what you I didn't go over see there. That? Oh, dude, yeah, that's where the tent was that said Michelin three star chef. Oh, I saw that tent. Yeah, but... and it said like Chef Malone under it or something no, it like wasn't... that. Or... <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> um, Chef Malone. But uh, this dude was there. Yeah, he had. Um, it was two things they were offering. It was like this pork belly barbecue thing that was amazing. Sounds amazing. And then the other one was really interesting. It was like it looked like it was gonna be sweet, but it was really savory. Huh. It was like a lemon custard um, thing with a 
coconut milk and uh, scallop on it. It was oh, wow. it was good. It was just not what you expected looking at it. So th- these must have been the best tacos you've ever had in your life. No, <laughs> the best ones are the yeah the hole in the wall authentic ones. Yeah, yeah. cockroaches in All there. Right. All right, cockroach good. grease. No, good. they were good, but I mean, okay. So, uh, so do you guys want to buy motorcycles now? Are you over it? Just to look at and to, I, I like. I was thinking about that on the drive home. It's like you almost like because I, I like a certain aesthetic. I would like to build it up, but I can't. I can't ride it. I'm banned from riding motorcycles forever for my oh, wife. Really? So it would be like I have it in my house, and then like I'll have you ride it and enjoy it. No, and- that's why <laughs> Batman exists. You put on a cape and you dress up, and then you do it, and nobody knows. Oh, who you there are. you go. Yeah, there you go. It's got like the you steel, the backbone, man. titanium backbone protection, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, no, it, the whole thing is just having a mask, so your wife doesn't know. <laughs> just like with, with like a, the simplest little. <laughs> what, what I mean, no it, cape it needed, depends on how mask. quick she is, you know. But yeah, that's yeah. a good call. I have, I do have like the glasses with the big nose and the furry eyebrows. That would be one way to do it. Like it's but, a little hard inside a helmet, but that mm-hmm. might work. Yeah, I guess I can pull it off. I appre- I appreciate them like so much, but yeah. aesthetically and just like all the all the mechanicalness of them. Yeah, and I think it would be really fun to build a bike. Like if you had a, a spare bedroom or something, just to kind of go and build it and make little custom parts because it's so small. Right. Do stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, it's like reasonable. Um, but I I don't know. I've never had that desire to like ride a bike, at least a street bike fast and go like back you know back roads like we do with cars and stuff like mm-hmm. i'd more want a bike just to like cruise to the store or something yeah mm-hmm. which or is a total pain in the ass riding exactly, a bike is right? way harder than a car because you gotta yeah. like throw on your gear yeah. <laughs> like even yeah. just putting on a helmet yeah exactly it's like dude i could have already been in the car and driving and that's now. kind of my <laughs> argument always is like oh it's a perfect sunny day like so, I'm gonna put this black helmet on myself. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and leather. Probably wear leathers. Yeah, and boots. Yeah, it it kind of doesn't. Yeah, work for me. Yeah, you're be- that's why dirt though, bikes right? are best. You just go, you know, it's dirt bikes back in the back, you know, whatever, just mobbing around the your little farm or whatever. When you're not, you know, you're just barefoot. Yeah, exposed, yeah. No barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my Bordies. wife's favorite motorcycle was a. Basically, a Vespa scooter, nice with a truck bed on the back. What? So it's meant oh. for like parts delivery and stuff cool. for these like small little villages, like a Cushman, wow. like a Cushman, like Cushman kind of. Kinda, yeah. yeah, that's kind of cool. And Throw the kids in the back. Yeah, that would be really cool. <laughs> like you know, she was saying, oh, how fun! Like Phoebe would love like riding in that thing. And Amelie, I'm like, yeah, if you had like a farm, yeah, that you can just like ride up and down the the you know the road to your farm on but so dangerous in santa cruz around yeah, town exactly That's gnarly. yeah no i I'm, scooters are awesome though i i still i'm allowed to ride scooters luckily uh, nice. and, uh those are awesome the Little last time Zuma. the last time I, ro- I rode a scooter was with my wife in vietnam and we literally rode it up 45 miles it was an 80 cc scooter that we rented and we rode it 45 miles out into the mekong delta and got lost remember monkey story yeah you yeah. told yeah. and then rode it on the park well, and 80, 80 cc is like decently fast yeah that's it's not decent, bad right yeah, yeah. And so we rode all the way out there and 45 miles which and we got lost multiple times on this delta it was great and then and then rode it back and that was a super epic like journey you know and this Scooters little thing buzzing yeah. and i had a little spree when i was growing up when nice. i was a kid oh cool and a uh, little 50 cc that thing was really super fun. lightweight yeah i would do jumps on it like doubles <laughs> that's sick but speaking of like what you're describing like that's what's rad about a little scooter right like in especially in the city like you could jump on it go to like ocean beach throw on a helmet and that's all you really need yeah. right? you're not gonna go full leather right. alpine alpine right. star suit <laughs> right. like a moron but yeah that's yeah, where your legs are kind of protected yeah you can stay a little clean too like yeah. you have that little shelf to put your feet on and everything yeah 
Yeah. Rather than, yeah. And yeah, because like with the motorcycle, it's probably leaking oil. And so when shifting up, uh, you're always like getting your foot all greasy. Yeah. Or yeah, my being what is it like? The, is it a Honda Cub? I think they're called. Yeah, like, those are sick. early pit bikes. I would like one of those, like you know, to get around. It's not like, street legal, yeah. but no. And then I'm not thinking about the right one then, because I'm thinking of like a, it's a Honda motorcycle that has the little. Fair You're talking like a carry. Trail Seven, Trail Seventy, or Trail Seventy. Yeah, like uh, it's like, it has like the flat front, so it protects you as you're describing with the little round headlight. They're really narrow. They almost almost like the size of like, yeah. a motorcycle or a, a, a motorcycle, a bicycle, yeah. like that. Um, like that would be cool to get around town. I think, dude, I I really want a supermoto. Those that's a supermoto. My dream bike would be like a supermoto with like a vintage tank on it, hmm. like just yeah. like, like old school looking, but with like beefy matching set of tires. Dude, I can see like, like the hills style. up here would be insane, right? So fun. Yeah, that'd be super fun. Yeah. Anyways. Bikes are rad, man. Yeah, they're just, they're just sketchy. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was one of those things. Like, I think we'd all want one to drive up and down our driveway, but that's probably about it. Dude, I like well, the, I mean, I had the the K seventy five for a while, and then it just turned into one of those things. Like, you know, uh, I remember <laughs> Christina jumped on the back, and we did a trip up. Uh, we were gonna go to San Francisco, and we went up the coast, and it was windy, and it was basically blowing us all around. Like oh, the dang. wind gets pretty heavy up there, and it was like a particularly windy day, <laughs> and so it was like freaking white knuckle, you know, like just getting blown all like dramatically. Like you don't know when it's coming. Exactly, you know, you, you going to a clearing. I think you took it to Big Sur once we were camping. Oh well, that was the so the BMW the K seventy five. Oh, that was not the, was the newer one. Yeah, that the camping the... one is yeah the old R sixty slash six, which uh, like a nineteen seventy five or that's something. That's right. I forgot you had the K seventy five. Yeah. Oh, cool. And that's the chrome uh, chrome tank with the little black. It did. It, that, black uh, tank. They call that a toaster tank. Uh, mm. Mine was that same model, but it was not the toaster tank version. Mm. I think actually, I think those are like the R seventy fives. So mine was the R sixty, and it had which I I kind of like it better actually. The uh, it's kind of a more a taller, bigger tank. Uh, yeah. But fl- you know, flatter it had sides. The I know flatter exactly. sides with yeah. the little uh, rubber things for your knees on the side, and then some pinstriping. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I picked that bike specifically because um, I felt like if I got a sport bike, I would kill myself. Um, and so that was like slow enough that I wouldn't have to worry. But really, it's like terrible braking. I mean, actually, effectively, that did work. Uh, you know, I I, yeah, I, just, I would have to watch you, my speed. You couldn't and go I just, fast because it wouldn't break Because well. I couldn't go, yeah. And, and it was just this heavy beast. Totally. That, That's what I see. So, like, I, I fell in love with this old Triumph. I've been talking about these late 80s bikes, but there was a Triumph prototype, the green one that they started. Oh, that thing was so it nice. It sounded so good. It was like... It was, it was full cafe racer. Full cafe racer, green, low, with, like, mm-hmm. it had twin... I don't know what you call this, but like twin vertical cylinders pair like next to each other. It wasn't like twin, like, you know, V twin style. Mm -hmm. And uh, it had such a cool sound, you know, very unique sound because of the engine Mm -hmm. configuration. And, it just looks great, but I, I imagine, you know, drum brakes and everything, like, it's something that, as Lane described, you know, you just want to, like, go to the beach in or go to the store in, you know, and just kind of cruise around in, like, not go full, like, yeah. full stupid guy up in the mountains here, yeah. you know, just, like, just cruise around, you know, yeah. like, and it's loud, so you people can hear you coming, and, like, so right. that would be kind of the best case scenario or the yeah. type of bike I would want, I think. Dude, yeah, so it was, it's interesting that, so that's roughly what I had, you know, same, same basic design, um, that was my early bike, but then jump into the K-70 which was a 1989 or something 
um and super cool motor i i know i've talked about it on the podcast before uh but uh inline three cylinder basically uh style like uh half of an m20 almost with individual throttle bodies and uh just turned flat sideways uh and then like dual disc brakes in the front and single disc in the rear with a uh a single swing arm setup nice um and mine had the guy in period had put on uh, an aftermarket exhaust and it sounded amazing yeah 750 yeah, three, triple yeah. with individual throttle bodies and you know rev to whatever you know like yeah. 12 15 i don't even remember oh sick it was rad though and and but it was a nerdy looking bike hmm. some people turn those into cafe racers and i think they're heavy as yeah. a cafe racer but uh you know when you pull the fairings off and you do all the little detail work to like you know can Tr- do like all the fin- up, yeah. finishing edges and you do a nice little seat you know uh rather than the big double seat that i had on mine uh they look really sick and it's yeah. a very you know, fun bike, uh, just with the sound and all that stuff. Yeah, no, that's super appealing to me. Yeah, that like the whole, it's just a trimmed down kind of minimalist look yeah. that you can go with, right? With the cafe racers, it's, yeah. a, it's a good look. I dig it for sure. Is it uh, that time? It is definitely I that think time. So. Is it on you, Brian? No, <laughs> it's not. It's not late. All right, trivia time. So I was tasked with this job and uh i did it very last minute want to make one and i don't really clearly have any trivia oh really no but i kind of have some i have some trivia we'll work it out (laughs) i don't have it but i kind of have it oh that's sick and we have something that is uh it works well with this podcast maybe it was last podcast i don't remember uh a 1993 geostorm gsi okay you guys ever heard of that yeah Yeah, just told me about it (laughs) yeah um what was the price in 1993? For Geostorm GSI. This is with the good motor. Mm-hmm. It's the fast one. $5,500. Good guess. All right. A brand new Geostorm It's got to be more than that. It's got to be more yeah. than that. Yeah. I'm going to go 9500 <laughs> $14,861. Dang. Uh, no wonder they didn't sell any. Wait, Gee, so wait, wait, this Christmas. was 93? Yeah. I'm going to do a quick inflation calculator thing here. Um, 140 horsepower, 120 foot-pounds of torque. How'd they get that much power out of that motor? So. When in my, in my uh, AW11 MR2, it was like 110 horsepower and 95 torque or something like that. Huh. And so, what's, uh, interesting. All right. How much is it? That's not too, uh, 25 grand. That's a lot for a... So, that, so that's like I a mean, Honda Civic uh, SI. That's what the Honda Civic SI costs, Yeah, right? but you're not... That's a Geo. Yeah. But it's so, a So, I mean, storm. it's like a Hyundai, whatever, Accent or something. Right. Um. <laughs> so, that, 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 and that car equated, it was 0 to 60 in 8.7 seconds. Fast. Um, but, so, if we're going... I would say that's equivalent to, like, you know, a new... Hyundai Accent, say, a 2008 Hyundai Ac- 18 Hyundai Accent. Uh, what's the price of a 2018 Hyundai Accent SE? And price think, as tested, let's say. And, and and it should be noted that it doesn't have a special engine, right? It does not, but it is 130 horsepower and 119 foot-pounds of torque, so about the same specs. But heavier. Car, uh, heavier car overall. Yeah. A lot heavier. Uh, not that much. It's 2,523 pounds. 
Wow. So I think it's about the same, probably. Dude, I'm going to guess that it's actually very close to that, right? I mean, a Hyundai Accent, it's the cheapest Hyundai they make, right? So the, they have a base price and a price as tested. It's only a, a, a $120 difference. Hmm. Uh, 165 19 $16,005. Damn. That's a price as tested. And Damn, that's cheap. It does Dude. zero to sixty. It's really shit. Is that what I should buy? And how much? Oh what does it do zero to sixty in? Eight point two. That other, that GSI did an eight point seven. I'm gonna say eight point seven ish. Seven point five. Dang! Wow! Wow! So, I don't die. I don't die. Ah. So, yeah. Um, that's a pretty good car. Yeah, cars of cars <laughs> by default. That's it's, it's a, good, a pretty good car. Sixty thousand value. So cars have come a long way, guys. I yeah. think that's what we're learning here. Uh, so here's a here's. Can a, you get it in a manual transmission? Um, I believe that was a six speed. Six speed. Uh, six speed manual. Dude, I kind of want this car. Yeah. What was it? How was the review of the Super drive? basic, basic car, yeah. Um, roll up windows. If it has roll up windows, I'm in. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't want to go that like far because it, it no, might it have it. does not have roll up windows. What about a bench seat? There's not no a bench, bench seat, seat no, dude. Definitely. Are there optional rear window shades? I do not know. Like the little slats. By but, the way, Brian, the, so I just want to clarify. The, the one that I was talking about was a G, not a Geostorm. I was talking about a um, the LSI, which is a Geoprism. So Geoprism LSI versus Geostorm GSI. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah, it's yeah, a similar right. similar motor but not the same. You're yeah, right. They're both little dual right. overhead cam motors, but I did the Storm just now. Yeah. Which is a little two door. That's like yeah, it's got it's the like slope wedgy, front with yeah. like partially covered headlights. Yeah, they're ugly. Yeah. They're weird. Uh okay, so um I'll do two more of these and they're both uh Datsuns. So 1970. So you know there was an early 240Z, like the first year cars, and then they no. changed. So yeah. there's like the first year cars, which even use thinner metal mm. and stuff, and then there's the late, like they changed it at some point. But anyways, I'll do the the first one because it's a little quicker. Uh, so in uh, April of 1970, they tested a Datsun 240Z. Uh, what's the Price of a Datsun 240Z in 1970. 9,500. Brian? 6,500. 3526. Dang! Dude. Inflation. What is that? 150 that? horsepower, 148 foot pounds of torque. Zero to 60. Guesses? Uh, 10.5. Eight, eight flat. 8.7. Oh. So the following one they tested was $300 more and went 0 to 60 in 10.4. Oh. I don't know what happened. Whoa. And that's the same year, 1970. That's weird. Who was um, the guy behind Dotson? Who was the guy? The Z? Doctor uh, something? I don't remember. Oh, you're talking about... Um, he he was uh, a big racer guy, right? He was probably um, cranking those first ones out uh, just Yoshi to get some good tests. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember. He, and so he was doing high compression motors and everything. They didn't check gas mileage, probably. Dude, well, one thing that's interesting here is inflation-wise, that's insane, man. So in 1970, $3,500 is the equivalent of twenty two five now. Like, yeah. that's crazy that's to get cool that car, car for that, for that, right? yeah. yeah, isn't that a bargain? Yeah, yeah like how much was, was a Porsche at the same time? That's why it was so revolutionary, I guess you'd say. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, how much was a 911? I don't think that's a nice comparison, but... 
Well, why yeah. not? Mm. That one's way faster. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, just well, better, like, more established, better builds, all that kind yeah. of thing. I think you Brand. compare it more to like a 914. Well, no, I'm not even comparing it like straight to straight comparison. I just like for the you sports car of the no, day, that's like, why what's I a normal sports car to a 914? Because it's that level, right? Because yeah, you're talking about like yeah, if this was a Datsun, right? It was yeah. like not a Porsche, but what what do you? Know? Oh, I don't know what a 911 was back then. Like probably seven grand or something. So probably twice as much, basically. Big jump. Yeah. Which is still also a only good deal. Like 45 yeah, 40 grand. grand yeah. It, like, so cars are definitely more expensive. Oh, Although shit. I do think cars in the 80s were at their height of being expensive. Like BMWs and stuff like that were crazy expensive in the 80s. So let's do one more because it's Brian's. It's a Brian car. Datsun 510 two door, 1971. How much did it cost? Twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, that guess. one was thirty five. Yeah, twenty three fifty. Twenty one twenty. Wow. And <laughs> so nuts. it had ninety six horsepower. What's and our inflation? Hundred foot pounds of torque for that. What does it weigh? Seventeen fifty. Ooh, twenty one forty. Dang. Zero to sixty. Nine point five. That's a good guess. Okay, because two thousand twos were like right around there. They're like ten ish. Uh, I'm gonna say 9.75. 13.9. Oh, that's terrible. That's but terrible. Y- yeah, that's why they had that book that came out, "How to Make Your Dots and Go Faster." There you go, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I met the author of that. Um, the book was written under the name Bob War. Mm-hmm. That's uh, B O B, last name W A A R. I think. Okay. Total pseudonym. He was a road and track writer for some some of the big magazines, so he could not write a book uh, while he was employed by that magazine. So what was his real name? Uh, I, dude, I forget. Ah. But I, would, I was chatting with him for a super long time. This is at a San Diego Dotson 510 meet. Yeah, you were. Um, and... Uh, yeah, dude, it's funny. I was actually doing my own survey for to see what why people bought five tens and what other cars what they were the considering. Whole... And so Bob, not Bob, but uh, so Barb Wire was the, the his nickname basically. Wire, uh, Wire. yeah. Uh, Barbara, so Bob Wire, yeah, yeah cool. it's like the. Um, but he wanted to see the the results. So he was like a skinny guy. I, I never. He was tall and skinny. Or maybe yeah. he had yeah. wiry hair. Uh, so original MSRP for a 1970 911S. So this is a you know the top model, top model, not RS, but or or R, which was sell or purchasable. But a 911S guess that price uh, MSRP. Uh, eighty five hundred, ten. That's a really good guess. Uh, eighty six seventy five. So that means a normal so like was, a T was probably seven grand. So almost yeah. So it was like two point five more times more expensive than a dot. Well, for an S. For an S. Yeah, so a T was that. probably twice as much. Yeah. So yeah. um, what's the inflation on a Datsun five ten? Uh, so let's see. Oh, the original. What was it? Twenty twenty three hundred, or that's what you guessed. Huh? It was twenty one twenty one twenty. Wait, and it weighed. 2120 <laughs> it weighed 2140 <laughs> oh, nice <laughs> that's awesome so i love that like that's how yeah i can imagine they sold cars that way so yeah what i i'm just the, guess what it we're just gonna on f- a skid pad oh man the tires were so, so you know a good Point five g's <laughs> <laughs> Point six one. Dang, that's uh, so pathetic. Skinny and shitty tires. So thirteen thousand six hundred and thirty-five dollars. Oh, Art. Oh, so that's Do you a, understand? That's a mirage. 
Do you under? Do you guys that's understand? Well, that's exactly. Just file this under my dream that's car. That's exactly what you want. But yes. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, sell it to me for eighteen. <laughs> I'll pay eighteen, man. You'll get that five thousand. I mean, that would be. You know, obviously that would be like. Yeah, I just, wonder the what mechanics a, don't work. I wonder what a two thousand two was in nineteen seventy. Twenty-five percent markup. It was. Probably, I would just be laughing at all those two thousand two owners. Yeah, me and my poor man's Beamer. It was. I remember it being pretty low because I actually had the original. It like, was probably uh, like the same price as a two forty. Like yeah, a, somewhere like around there. That's bucks. right. Yeah. I, I remember mine was like thirty six five or something. Like I had the original uh, Monroni for my nineteen seventy three one. That's really yeah. cool to have that. Um. So let's see. So uh, nineteen seventy two thousand or two thousand two. I think it was right around there, dude. It must have been like it was like thirty seven fifty or. 3900 or something like that. But that's where the, the 240Z was such a bargain. I mean, it was such a crazy bargain that it, that it came in at, what would I say, 3500 bucks for an inline six with a manual transmission. And, Dude, you no, know, it was crazy. And that design, right? Like, I remember yeah. like when they unveiled it, they, had no, exotic, they had no right? badges on it. And, like, they asked all the journalists what they thought it was. And everyone said it was a Ferrari. They yeah. It, yeah they... Oh, so here's well, actually one more I wanted to bring up. Because you you guys drool over it. So uh, um, real quick, uh, 2002 was 3273 uh, yeah. with some options on here. So that's the same price as the 240Z. Yeah. Uh, so right. here's a Toyota 2000 GT. Everyone loves these million-dollar cars. I think they're like 400 grand now, but still 500 grand. Uh, Time to buy. They were $6,800 back then. And they have 150 horsepower, so same as the 240Z, but 10 foot-pounds less torque. Uh, zero to 60 in 10 seconds. Very low production car, though, right? And mm -hmm. they had a dual overhead cam motor, higher revving, so it was a little more exotic. Um, mm -hmm. A little slower. Yeah, a little slower. It's all right. It's yeah. not all about sheer acceleration. I wonder how much it. did a P1800 mm -hmm. cost? I know, right? Don't know. Uh, so we're, what? So you have the MSRP there? Oh, I oh, thought what? you had it for the 2000 GT. Oh, I said 6800. Oh, 6800. Oh, yeah. shit. So that's basically so probably what a 911T would have cost. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no Luftgekult for yeah. Toyota 2000s. And a 911T would do 60 in like probably a little under seven seconds. They probably made like how many 2000 GTs? Like 700 or something? Nah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe really even Actually, I don't know. Yeah, you people love them though. Alright, people. Alright, good night. Bye, guys. Later. And gals. Bye. Oh, you're saying not just now. He went even oh, yeah. further. Oh, I didn't even the, mention any. Right now, we stayed on Lotus oh, yeah. Spree. Okay. We, didn't, yeah. we didn't venture off I into other marks. I a little bit. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't like, I don't know what you mentioned. Sent yeah. a couple emails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.